welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. The Chatty Bros are back in the building. You can't get rid of us. You know, we started doing this. We asked you guys if you wanted to hear from us. Unfortunately for you, you know, asking you shall receive. We're here. We're here now, and you ain't getting rid of us. We're here. We're a staple. We're we a staple it. in the industry. We're a staple in your lives. We got the keys to the clubhouse, baby. And and now they know, and they gave us the they gave us a set of keys. Mm-hmm. It might change the locks. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. As long as we keep answering your questions, we get access. Mm. So this week, <laughs> we have no bachelor. We got no TV. We're doing. Mm-mm. We're strictly running wild. So the ladies asked the broads themselves some get to know the bros and i think this is cool because there's a lot of stuff i want to know about you too man there's some stuff that i'm thinking oh i don't know a lot of details about the intimate do you have questions for me outside of the i don't have i mean i have um beef with you okay no i'm just kidding that's, um no but there's like i was you know you merge, guys sent in, let's yeah, get down <laughs> let's get pissed <laughs> but you guys they sent in a ton of great questions and there was a lot I was looking through and I was like, ooh, this will be good to know. So I feel like it'll be good to educate ourselves on each other as well as the broads on who we really are, what makes us tick, mm-hmm. yada, yada, mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, so we got a lot of questions from you guys. So we kind of just picked a couple because there was like hundreds and hundreds of questions, all really, really good ones, some crazy, but um, we will definitely jump into these now. So yes. we have some categories. And we'll just kind of work, you know, situation by situation. Some of these are very personal, which I think is dope. Mm-hmm. Um, some are fun. Some are fun. Some are chill. Some are serious. Some are interesting, you know, cute, the whole mm-hmm. deal. Um, okay. So let's get into this, dude. We got our first kind of category is about Becca and Jess. Yes. Which I like, you know, let's get it. Let's just, the, the real reason why we're Ooh. here, you know. Uh, do you guys ever get into arguments with the broads about something they said on the podcast? Do you want to go first or do you want me to answer this? <laughs> if you're ready, go. I'll argue with Buck about virtually anything I can possibly argue with Buck about. <laughs> and the same so thing the podcast goes for is her. no exception. I don't really, I stopped listening to the podcast, to be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. Um, I started listening early on because Becca said if I didn't listen to it, I was not being supportive of her. Mm-hmm. This is also how I started watching The Bachelor. Mm. Okay. Come on, kind of like, you get guilt tripped into... Basically, 100%. I appreciate the guilt trip because now we got the chatty bros. Yeah. It's also just like me learning how to be in a relationship. I was like, I don't want to spend my time listening mm. to your podcast. <laughs> I <laughs> love that, that honesty. I mean, it's just like, hey, I, was like, I don't like what you do. I would know. I was just like, I live with you. Right. I, I got to, I basically have I a 24 seven podcast. I fall asleep with you. I wake up with you. And now you want me to like be alone in the car with you. That's very real. That's yeah. very understandable. So I was like, no. And then she was like all emotionally sad about it. Talked about how I was a shitty partner and I was being unsupportive <laughs> and can't have that. So yeah, I got guilt tripped into it. And then I found myself really liking it. And I was, ca- I was fully caught up on the broad stuff mm. very quickly. And um, then actually the reason I stopped listening was because we moved to Long Beach and I stopped having an hour and a half commute. Sure. Like, you know, 40 minutes there, 40 minutes back. That was pretty much like how I was listening to episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So once that stopped happening um, 
anyway, so long any story specific, short. Any specific thing you could think of that like was really, if not, I totally understand. But if there was one where it was like, man, we got into it about this. <sighs> like from the podcast or just recently? Or oh, like, like podcast. Podcast. Okay, podcast like related. Something where it's like you said something or... Or you're having a hard time finding the difference between the, the those arguments and the specific. Yeah, well, so okay, so we'll begin into arguments about like I won't get in. I can't remember a specific instance, but we'll get into arguments on like interpretation of certain things. Of like, Becca took takes a stance mm. in this way, where it's like I can understand part of it, but then I'm and then I'll usually have my own take on where my like how I would have interpreted that situation or my opinion and then we sit and it's like that's that's the night got it we just neither one of us backs down yes oh okay so there's not no one lays down unless there's good reason to unless you've been solidly proven wrong but that but that is not laying down that's called being beat yeah i'm laying down implies a I don't necessarily have lost here, but I'm going to, I'm going to fall on my sword a little bit yeah. just to kind of let this thing sizzle. We use the term like I'm holding the power. Oh. It's about <laughs> relationships are about power dynamics mm. and when, who, who's holding the power in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> like I say relationships. <laughs> yeah, are you describing a battlefield? Or yes. a relationship? Yeah. You're like yes. there's no difference. Um, for me, I don't, I can't think of anything we ever fought about, but what I can say is I learned a lot about my wife's sexual endeavors mm. and her uh, past uh, experiences. So Because I'm not a, a big asker of questions when it comes no. to like her sexual past. So I'm not always like, so what did you do with that guy? I don't, I'm one of those guys, like, I don't care. And I also don't want to know. Like I, I wouldn't prefer to like hear about it all. So when you I, have to edit it. That's what I'm saying. So if you, those of you who don't know, I produce the podcast. So I'm always hearing all sorts of shit I did not know or don't necessarily want to know. So you know all about my sex life too. Uh, there's moments of that. Because Becca definitely talks there's about it. There's moments where... Because I read know, questions where they're like, what do you think about Becca talking about your sex <laughs> right, life? And I was right. like, what are you talking about Becca talking about my sex life? Right, 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 right. Um, no bad stuff. But uh, the, the ladies... Well, the, I would say it's less about specifically you and they talk more about ex-partners than okay. anything it's more about like oh yeah that reminds me of this one guy and i'm always kind of like okay great let me let me just listen to this for the next Solid. 20 minutes but it, well, i mean which is just funny because it's like we've been married for so long i was but gonna it say is, these are like high school crushes yeah for it's her. earlier days or college we had we had some time in college we weren't together and so it is just funny though to listen to this stuff where it's like so it's definitely not we never get into fights but it's definitely like an education and like all right, here we go. But it sounds like it's great. Um, let me think. Okay, so next, moving on. Uh, how would you feel if we switched partners? So I, you know, I'm with Becca. You're with Jess. Because that's an interesting one. Because our ladies are very different. Very different. That's a, I think that's a great question. Kind of like dynamically, how do you feel like that would go? I feel like you and Becca would work out much better than me and Jess. Mm-hmm okay yeah see i was feeling like i hear where you're going with this and i want to hear more here's my take on it i feel like me and becca would work so well together that we would not we wouldn't even have a relationship because we'd be like you know what i mean we'd be obsessed with like work and shit and next thing you know we'd be like oh i haven't talked to you in like two weeks you know what I mean? Like, it'd be one of those things where we're like, wow, this relationship's so easy. But at the end of the day, like, wait, we're not really in a relationship. We've just been doing our own thing this whole time. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. feel like we'd be so that way 
then well, I feel like funny, we wouldn't even talk. <laughs> when I've like, when we've all been in the room together, like I feel like you and Becca can bounce off each other. Sure. Like endlessly. Whereas like me and Jess don't have that same kind of chemistry. Got it. Got it. Like I know, I know that there are aspects of my, like I, I see it happening where like, I don't know how exactly to describe it, but it's like, I'll get a vibe where it's like, I just know Jess and I's compatibility is like not minimal. Yeah. We're not like, we're not partner material. <laughs> we're not co- compatible in that way at all. Granted, like as like when we all hang out. Sure. Like, yeah, it's a great, it's, hang. it's awesome, but it's not like there's, we'd have a sexless marriage. <laughs> we'd, <laughs> we'd have like, she'd be having a, like she'd be having affairs with the pool boy. Sure. The, you know, there'd be like a, a minimum type of lifestyle that needs to be provided. Got it. And that's like, we'd have like, I, I would be a beard in her, in her marriage, <laughs> you know, you would just be there. Yeah. Yeah. And it'd be like, when we need to be seen together, we'll be together. But otherwise, like I would live in a it's completely like a separate couple, part of the house. That, like, well, we should it, stay together ex- because the town, Tabloids, I don't want to do. I'm literally with it. picturing like long hallways <laughs> and like long gowns. Like Jess is walking with like long gowns sure. behind her, like diamonds dripping, yes. and it's just sort of like like a bunch of handmade. Like I'd be a famous artist, and all these like exclusive pieces would be there and she'd be walking Separate down. Beds. She'd be walking down the hallways with two knives in her hands, just like cutting all my art in half. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys would have this. Yeah, you're up in the in the attic where you have this this crazy art thing, and you live up there. Yeah. And your nails are long, and she's down there, you know, swanning about. And then you guys don't even talk. You separate beds, separate everything, separate servants. Yeah, but I'd be like, I'd still be like socially, I'd be like a total recluse, but I'd still be like, I have like a high reputation outside of sure. the house. But she'd have zero, absolutely zero respect for me. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, we'd only be seen together in public when we like have to have to like go meet the president or something. That's hilarious. That's how me and Jess's relationship would work out. That's amazing. Yeah. Me and Becca, we definitely fire off of each other in a business kind of like, you know, we're both very like, um, you know, have a million things going on in our minds and we're both very like, and then this and then boom. And then what do you think about this? So we can fire that way. But I think that like two people actually being in a relationship like that would just be like a nightmare because you'd just be like, Oh, all the time well, and at some point we need like we need someone the, the beautiful thing about and this we can move into the following thing which is like what we love about our partners um or actually no let's let's hold on that but i do think it would like that just brings me a mellow more mellow kind of like you know she slows me down we have really great conversations for long hours and we you know we talk about our you know what we're thinking and things like that and I think that you probably bring that to Becca too. You kind of, you kind of like bring the pace down a little bit. You slow it down so you guys can actually connect, you know? We switch days. Oh, okay. Like Becca and I are actually more similar, I think, in ways than we're different. But like we, I, I don't know. Like I'll come in certain days I'm calming her down. Other days she's calming me down. Okay. We're both like super neurotic and anxious and like... Oh, really? Yeah. Not hit me as an anxious guy. That's so. That's like what she says too, or like my mom gets that description, but my mom talks to me about like everything that she feels happening inside of her, but like outwardly has like a very calm mist, like demeanor, but like uh, also, I mean, you know, like I've got just this last two years, uh, crazy anxiety inducing of like sure. six months of a business and then COVID hits. Sure, sure. 
you know, followed by two, I mean, having two kids at that same, question, all overlapping. Question and about then, that though. Yeah. Because that would make anybody anxious. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Are you, but would you consider yourself an anxious person? Someone who grinds and like lay, stays up late and like thinks about shit until it's 3 a.m. You know what I mean? Or are you pretty like... I do. I mean, I do do that. I think there's a thing of like, I think the only difference is, is that um, I also like being engaged curbs my anxiety. Okay. If that makes sense at all. Okay. So like I... For instance, like, um, I can't, st- if I'm, if I'm in the room with someone, people will be like, oh, like, you'll just start talking. Like, you'll just start talking to anybody. You'll start talking about whatever. Sure. It's because I'm fucking anxious oh, sitting next to you and I don't like the silence and I think it's awkward. Okay. And oh, I can't comfortably sit next to you and not be like, what not, the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like in the doctor's office, I'll just start talking to people in the patient room. And you know what's funny? In the last episode, they were talking about, Jess was talking shit on me for doing that on vacations. How oh, I'll, be like, I'll be like, hey, what's up? Where are you guys from? And she's like, are you serious? Yes, like we Meg- finally got away. We're sitting by the pool and now you're talking to random people. <laughs> That's Meg as I say. I'll just start it up. Right. If no one responds to me, I'll just start commenting on shit to you're people like, too. Great, great sunglasses. Those yeah. are sick. Just to get it going. That's incredible. I love that. Um, okay, let's get back to this here. I just clicked out. Okay. Um, okay. Biggest pet peeve of your partner? Um, the opinions. The Unnecessary opinions? Oh, my God. Unnecessary opinions. <laughs> oh, the my God. The, like, I'll... I'll implement a decision. Like I'll make an announcement uh, for I'm doing this. I am doing this or I have already done this. Not, not what do you think of this? No, no, no. This has already happened. Or I just did this. I, yeah, I just did this. And then it's like, well, you should have done it X, Y, and Z. And it's coming back. And it's like (laughs) sick. Like, cause now, now I'm doubting myself. No, no. Now I'm like, now we're getting, now we're getting into it. And all then it's just like, now we're not having that. Now I'm now I've taken it to now we're not having sex tonight. Mm. Oh wait, and I'm in the doghouse. So, oh, got it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because you it's didn't like, just go. Oh, oh like, you're absolutely right. That's such a good idea. You challenged the then the sex is off the table. Instead, I'm just like, <laughs> why? What's wrong with my like? What's wrong with it? Like, let's let's yeah. you know. How would you know any better? Exactly. Right. Which is just, which yeah. is me being like, now it's okay if we go into it. It's like my defensiveness might be, but if you guys, it's hard not to be, man. Becca, I mean, it's always hard not to be. Thinks that Becca has it all figured out mm. most of the time. Mm. Sure. So that's got, you know, that's got its own set of it's challenges. It's got its own there. set of challenges. Yes. Now she is open to other things, but she's pretty set. She's, she's pretty much, um, it's hard work. It's, it's a, it's, it's an obstacle to make her deviate from what she thinks is right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've, and I think that especially if you're the partner, especially if you're a friend, a peer, easier because yeah. it's kind of like we don't have this like you know day to day competition. But when you're a part, when you're a partner with someone, it's really hard to change their mind. Like uh-huh. you have to. I, I will say this about me and Jess. Like it took years. Now we're in a really good place to where like we can change each other's minds pretty regularly. But that was at this point, almost a decade of work. Totally. You know what I mean? The first no. nine years, we're just like, who wins this one? Dude, and that's what we're going through right now is like, we're figuring that out with each other because I will preface this, Becca's not a know-it-all. 
but if she if we're going into if we're going into an area that she does know feels, something feels about, confident about it yeah then, then it's tough yeah especially if we both feel confident in it it's so hard too because in a relationship there's so many things there too of like you're wanting to first of all show the person that they can be trusted that they know what you know that they're smart that all yeah. those things so that can even play a role i know that i can be guilty of that too where there's this insecurity of like i want to be looked at i don't know if it's upbringing or whatever but i definitely have this insecurity of like i want to be looked at as smart so sometimes you can kind of fake your way through Who wouldn't? it but more so you know what i mean like maybe that's more of an insecurity than not like not so much smart but more like oh this guy knows what he's doing in this area or in this area you know so whatever that insecurity is can be played out of like, I'm going to take the little bit of knowledge I have and kind of blow it up to make it look like I know more instead of just being humble enough to be like, yeah, I don't really know much about that. Tell me, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what that is thing, but that takes me a long time to learn that. I, that's like a hard. Yeah. I think it's got maturity. Sure. I'm working on that. It takes a lot of work. It takes, yeah. And it it's takes hard to do with time. your partner. May, sometimes it never happens, you know? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, it's like, man, I do want to make the change. I should make that change. We should get Tyler and Matt on here and we'll talk yeah. all about this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I should, I should do this new thing. Like, but that's half the battle. Like they always say like, oh, you got to identify the problem. It's like, sure. But then you got to do something about the problem. And we're really good exactly. at identifying the problem and walking away from it. Um, but this same trait, like I'm sure you'll say the same thing goes hand in hand with, it's also one of my favorite aspects is like being challenged. Yes. So, you know, it's like, it's, this isn't my, it's, I will say it's not my favorite trait. I'll save my favorite trait until you're done with your thing. Okay. I just want to say there's positives to it. Oh yeah. So, so my, there's two kind of, there's one small one and one bigger one. The small one is Jess is not a big beach person. Okay. And that's, it sounds like a boring pet peeve, but let me be very real. When I say this is not a, it's, it's more than just, oh, you don't like the beach. Big deal. My fantasy is living on a beach. So it's not, it's not like, oh, I like Skittles and you like M&Ms. Why can't we get on the same page? No, no, no. My like every day I wake up and just try to figure out how do I live on the beach? She is like, take it or leave it. And so that is definitely like one of those things that when I'm envisioning future, like we got to do this and this because I'm thinking this and the beach and we got to go here. She's kind of like, or we could not. And I'm like, you need to change. Okay. Because yeah. that's a personality defect we need to get to the bottom of. You it's need to be a beach person. Also a lot and we of need things, to solve this problem right now. A lot of things you can only do at the beach. That's what I'm saying. So that's a, that's hilar- small and stupid probably to most people, but that's like hilariously like is like you need to change okay, I immediately. I 100% support you in that <laughs> lifelong battle. And it probably makes the least sense because at the end of the day, if you move anywhere else, it's cheaper than the beach. The beach is the most expensive place you could move to, but I'm so set on it. It's just unbelievable. But also if you live near the beach and you're paying an exorbitant amount of money to live by the ocean and you don't go to it. Yes. You're a dumbass. Just make room for other people or start going to the beach. Yeah. Go to Arizona. If you don't, if you want to just be somewhere hot, right. But you don't utilize the beach. Like right. go to the inland empire. <laughs> we should start doing some sort of like government check on people. How, how many times you, yeah. you go to the beach? If you how, uh, Are you utilizing the resources yeah. at hand here? However you, close you are to the beach each mile is like however many times you should go to the beach. Yeah, so exactly. Like you, they, the government watches you. Like, have you been, you live three miles away from the beach. You should have gone to the beach twice this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other one is Jess doesn't like talking about 
things like money or like, cause money is stressful, right? Let's, and I don't, I don't mean like, obviously if we're like, babe, I made $3 million today. She'd love to talk about that. Anyone likes to talk about that. I mean, more like, Hey babe, um, a little bit of a stressful situation. Can we, it's like navigating the, the sea waters of, a storm you know it's like okay how do i slowly okay i gotta find the right day where she's in a good mood and kind of slip it in with a lot of good news like, like you know what i mean budget yeah anything like that it's just like she it stresses her out and she gets anxious and she feels like something's wrong and like oh my gosh there's something bad is something bad gonna happen i'm like no no i'm just like talking about this concept we gotta start doing because of this she hates it so it's that's one of those things where I'm like, okay, I gotta figure out how to wrap this in some sort Dude, of beautiful bundle here. These they're work. so it's crazy similar. That's like I, I, Becca's the same exact way. And for me, it's just like it's just numbers. Like I, I have no emotional, almost well, no emotional attachment to it. So like one of the big conversations we both been having recently is just like, okay, like you guys have a successful podcast. What are we doing? How are we right. going to like, what do we want to do? Do you want to set up like a college fund for the kids? Do you want right. to set up like, do you want to set up a 401k? Do you want to set up sure. like an interest accruing account? Do you want to do something? And they're just, just like do the whole thing in Bitcoin literally is like, shut up, shut, shut up. down. I would rather end the podcast yeah. than continue this conversation. <laughs> rather, yeah, exactly. And you're like, it's just so this is exciting stuff. Like what is the what problem here? Why are you about? so stressed about this? This is fun. And be like, wait, wait, why would you make that decision? Because it's, it's because let me make the decision. Right. And then it's like, no, it's like, no, 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 no. It's like, <laughs> yeah. There is a level of like, I, I want to be in control, but I don't want to hear about it. Like, well, you got to pick. Yeah. You have. <laughs> He's like, I want to drive the ship blind. Like, that's kind of what I want. You know, but so that's, but that's obviously been a journey too, because now like we kind of pick our roles, you know, we have like mm-hmm. our strengths and weaknesses and in, in our relationship. And that's something that we've had to navigate, but it's so funny because even to this day, I'm still like, okay, kind of want to talk to her about this, but, uh, it doesn't seem like a good day. So I'm going to wait tomorrow. See how, see how we wake up tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, you know, it's like any other, any other topic, Jess, all good. You talk about that. It's like, okay. Um, okay. So what's what let's dove that dovetail that into what is your favorite thing about, you know, Becca sex drive. She gets after it. Yeah. It's like, you're turning it down. Yeah. Is that how, is that how it is? Like, you're it's like, babe, I'm tired today. Like, I don't want it. Sometimes. Yeah. It's like, there's a, uh, I mean, shit, dude, like we had two kids and how soon, which is just like, you know, brutal on sex drive in general. Cause it's yeah. just like, oh, I'm just, I got two kids in both hands and you're living life and busy. It's like, no, but we're like still, I don't know. It's something where like, there's questions that were on there of like, he's like, like, is like these things important in a long relationship? Sure, like, sure, sure. yes, 100%. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about like, so first off, Beck and I argue a shitload, but we're not like argumentative sex people. Oh, you don't get off on the argument. No. Uh, no 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 no. your voice went too decibel Um, no no we're both like so you're not kind of hot and heavy after you blow up on no we're more like like, we're more the like i'm sitting on my end of the couch you're sitting on your end of the couch and we're both just staring at each other and then she's like i'm gonna go to bed now yeah and i'll be like well there's a nice back house for you no and then i'll be like well i'm gonna go to bed too and then it's the like no you're staying out here you need to call. You need to calm down. You need to and think it's like, about this. don't fucking talk to me. Like yeah, right. That. Like, don't pay shit. <laughs> and then it me. just starts again. And then it's like a battle to be like the first one to go into the room and shut the door Wins. because then whoever's out in the living room has to clean up all the kids' yeah, toys course. and shit. But yeah. yeah. So like, okay. no, we do not. Our arguments do not lead into sexy time. Anything? Question. 
next time you have sex after you've argued, is it good sex? Yeah. Because that's how me and Jess are. Yeah, I would say we're similar in that way. Like, I don't think it, like, maybe it kind of actually But we're like, if we're not arguing, chances are we're probably going to have sex that day. Got it. And that's why it's like, if you do stumble on that thing that gets you into an argument, it's like, damn it. You fucked up. Done fucked up. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like you saw the light and then it just dwindled. Literally even had arguments. So you've had thoughts in the middle of the argument being like, fuck we've been literally she has said to me in the middle of the argument like that's it sorry bud that's it sorry bud you're not like we'll have talked about it and then bring up the wrong thing go take it one step too far and then you you knew what it was too 100 every time you felt it i'm at the gate of no sex and i am do i decide to push through this gate am i willing to 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 ruin my chances great that's great we all know that too especially in the in the relationship it's like everyone does it do i do i push how you're like how horny am i right now like how horny am i versus like how much do i want my point you're like well you like i don't need it you're just like fuck this like we're going there that's so great my favorite thing about jess is that she is incredibly charming to the point where everybody loves her and wants to be friends with her. Like, I've never seen anybody like it in my life. I wanted to be friends with you guys when I first met you. I thought you were so cool. Oh, that's sweet. I appreciate that. You guys, we were at some bar. You guys were all dressed up. You had on like a leather jacket. Jess had put like white tape all over. It's like all Beetlejuice up. Oh, back in the day. And I was like, yo, this is loud. You had like a fishnet shirt on or some shit. I was like, this <laughs> was a lot loud. crazier too back in the day. Some like a couple confidence. Years ago. You had some dangly earrings yeah, and yeah. shit. I was like, what the fuck do these guys do? <laughs> Jess was all like badass out, like yeah. high ass heels and pumps and shit and like leather. <sighs> Man, that was that was back when we were like out a lot and i was traveling a lot and making a lot of music with a lot of people and it was like we were in that scene a lot and partying like a ton it was definitely like uh, we were just you so were much like more cool out. hollywood party music bros right we were we were music bros for sure for sure that's hilarious um but jess is like has a gift and it's it's you can't you can't put it into words because it's not like that she talks a lot in, in a group of people or anything but you will just see people immediately just start to turn to her when you're in a group of people to the point where we would go out with people i would i would just you know go out with friends people i meet through business whatever whatever and then go out with jess the next time and then the third time i see them they're like is jess coming (laughs) and i'm like you're my friend dude yeah like stop and they're just like oh cool not so cool if jess can't i just was wondering if she was gonna come because uh dude she's great you know i'm hearing like all these like i'm not kidding you i would go to parties where i've known these people for five years working alongside them i bring jess one time and the next time they're like wait jess isn't here can't show up without jess and i'm just like so it came to this point where i'm like jess has to come because she is my in to all these people because everybody loves her it's like i've never seen anything like it no one doesn't like jess it's weird and if you do you like a mental problem because it's like i've just never seen the gift so for me that she's just so likable you know and i think that's a, a beautiful gift of hers it's like it's hard to not like her man it's like being in a relationship with her she has so many qualities where it's just you just want to be around her it's such a know? nice thing you said this mm-hmm. is a nice thing you said that's your favorite that's your favorite thing about her now i'm like thinking about mine and i'm like shit up mine <laughs> no 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 no, no come no. up with one that's like less i mean it's also this is me in this moment this is like yeah that's I'm the thing about. is like honestly i could think of 
that was just more like in general she has that gift or whatever but like that's a there'll be more down the line where i don't you know we swap i also am imagining i would i really want becca to, she's talking about my sex life all the time on here it's like fuck you becca we're gonna talk about this like <laughs> yeah my favorite thing about you is you're always fucking horny yeah <laughs> deal with it no, now see, everybody knows about it is a i don't good know one, what though. you're saying about me but now i'm going there that's i'm a, gonna kick this <laughs> fucking door through no that's a good one though i like that one i think it's a good one because it is from your perspective and i think that's what matters this well, isn't like yeah. a, this isn't like a, this is like a hey like as a person i want to have a lot of sex and my girl's down like i think, down. That's a, I think she'll that's send a me goal. sexy pictures and stuff and i like i know there's like people who's like yeah i'll be like i can't look at this now I have to like, what do I have to do? Delete our entire text thread? Like now I got to sit there. Sit. I got to sit down more. I got to sit down way more. I got to go to the office, guys. <laughs> I don't like sit down, guys. I, I got to go, climb. It's got to go chill out for a minute, you guys. <laughs> I love it. Um. Okay, let's get into parenting. No boy. This is a good one. Um. Okay, how was your transition into being a dad? Abrupt. <laughs> <That's> a <laughs> plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah, ever seen a ever seen a uh, train go off the rails yeah. and, ruin, <laughs> and, and destroy an entire town <laughs> that way? <laughs> there was. Uh, oh. well, let me start with this. We both had surprise pregnancies. Yeah. So there, you know, this isn't like oh, I had been waiting. It's like we both were shocked. So let me start with the you know start with that. Continue. Yeah. Well. Okay. So the news. I guess there's like somewhat of a slow roll into becoming a dad, which is like all of the buildup over the pregnancy sure, sure. of like the dadding, the dadage, but sure. like none of it really happens. Like dads have such a passive role throughout the pregnancy. Sure. It's, it's so just chill. like, so let's start with like, okay. So then like once you, do become, you actually be actually like holding the baby and then kind of since then, like how was that transition that awesome? Oh, okay. So, like, super cool. Like, I always wanted to be a dad. I always wanted to have kids. I always just, like, you know, I wanted it to be more. And, I mean, I feel like most people want all things in life to happen on their terms. Perfect but it's, like, never how that anything happens. So, whatever. Um, yeah, no, I loved it. From, like, the second it started, it was, like, yeah, this is this makes sense. My dad said it to me on a point where he's, like, yeah, the second you hold your kid in your arms for the first time, there's a molecular change an mm. instantaneous molecular change happens inside your body where it's like, you're right. You have this instantaneous identity shift or at least this is what happened to me. And it was like, suddenly I feel like in so many instances, I was looking for what made sense, what makes sense, what, what is going to like orient my life, the directions that I want my life to go decisions I'm going to make. Um, the man I want to be, mm. the example I ultimately want to be to my kids. It was just like, <laughs> like happening Crazy. when I, and it was like, yeah, this is who I am. This is my identity. This is like, you know, things. Yeah. It was awesome. I loved becoming a dad. I love being a dad. It's like the best, best part of my day, hands down. Always. Mm. It's just like, even the shitty parts. You I just like love it. it on the whole. I do. I don't like it at 3.30 in the morning. Sure. Of course. No one does. I don't like it when you have like unexpected poop explosions and shit. Yeah. And you're trying to get some sleep. That's hard. Literally. That's no the, one likes that. No, oh my God. The it's the absolute worst when they go in, you go in and they're crying and you're like, oh, shut the fuck up. And then you go pick them up and you're like, oh my God, you fucking bastard. 
bastard shit <laughs> you because shit it's through. such a next level because it went from like cute like i'm gonna hold you and tell you i love you and it's gonna be okay and go to back to sleep to like now i have a 15 literally now i'm up process. for 20 minutes now yeah, i gotta clean now, now you're wide awake because oh, i had to clean you oh my god yeah. and it went through your it went through your pjs it went through it's your sleep the sack bed. it's on your mattress yeah so now i gotta clean the whole I gotta bed. Flip, this is like a whole this is gonna spill over into my morning right but anyone who says like, but I even love the small is a liar. No, so, they're an absolute liar. So you're saying just on the whole, it was actually a really great transition. You loved it. Yeah. It was super chill. I mean like, yeah, yeah. Our kids are awesome. Like I, I get, I, I enjoy it so much. Like the, all of the stages, at least of so far in my experience of being a dad, nothing but positive. That's amazing. Other than what we just discussed is the right, negatives. Right. Which is, yeah. So for me, I'll be on, I'll be honest about this. The, the act of becoming a father, you can't put it into words. I remember holding Ember, you know, a day after she was born and just like in the corner of the room and just sobbing, like uncontrollably sobbing just with like love and connection. And then since then, she is so special and, and amazing and unique. And we just have such an incredible bond. And she just is because especially yeah, just her personality too is just so light up the room that it's just like like nothing I've ever experienced. So that side of being a dad is just incredible. And her just following being, being my little, you know, shadow and cruising around. It's just incredible. And in the, in the journey we're on now I'll speak into something that is, and I'll just speak only for myself, which is I'm a very independent and like, okay. Yeah. So this is the person, other, this- but also like I'm on, a, I'm a very artistic person in regards to what I do for a living mixed with, how i think and i'm very like two-sided which is like i went to school for finance but at the same time like i'm an artist and so when you're like artistic person i don't don't know how you guys feel about this but you're kind of led by inspiration when it comes to doing things especially creative things it's very hard to schedule creativity for me so it's very hard to be like okay cool i have three hours to get this done let me be creative i'm very like 11 o'clock at night you boom, have an idea hits. there you go uh, 1 a.m 2 p.m where it's random right when i just okay i'm feeling this thing i got and now i perfect timing because i gotta get this done let me work on this for three hours you know and i before having a kid i would i would like start working out on ideas at 12 o'clock at night and be working till 4 30 a.m um that's how my mind works creatively like i really thrive under a no boundary world kids put you in such a boundary when it comes to the scheduling that like, I will say that is something that I still to this very day, like really struggle with when it comes to like, there'll be times when I'm hanging out with Ember that I really want to be like present, but my brain is firing on something. So I'm like struggling with that where it's like, I feel like people who have a mind that is a little bit more able to kind of be fit in boxes when it comes to like, Oh, I have my work hours and I'm able to like work on those hours and I come home and I'm fully present. I've always been someone that like, I'll be at dinner with Jess and all of a sudden my brain goes, and I'm sitting there going, okay, don't be here. You know what I mean? My brain can just do those things. So I will say, even to this day, man, it's like I have to fight these urges to not be present when it comes to having the kiddo because she is so all-consuming that you can't – and I, I'm only going to speak even for Ember too because she's so high wire and so like firing on all cylinders. There's not a lot of space to be like doing both. Mm-hmm. So that can be hard for my brain because I'm one side of my brain's like, get work on this or think about this or – pursue that right now and my other side of my brain's like oh my god okay i gotta be like super present while my kid talks to me about like the color blue 
which is as an adult, like something you have to kind of like bend down to be into. Absolutely. So that's a really, I will say just to this day, the whole transition, it's still a struggle for me where I'm just like, dude, I don't know how to balance this. Dude. So what's funny about that is that all exists in my, like I'm an inherently very selfish human being. But I'm like, you ask me about my ideal day, yeah. it doesn't involve spending time with Becca or my kids. Right. <laughs> it's, <laughs> and that's the only clip we're taking out of this. Right. Like, okay, great. Yeah. My ideal day would be like, wake up, fucking party. No, it's sure, like, sure. wake up, go surfing, go to the gym, hang out, yeah. hit up my boys, go hang out and play like Magic the Gathering or some shit or like <laughs> video games till four yeah. in the morning. And then like, you know, sleep on their yeah. couch. Sure, sure. And then wake up and have like pancakes with them and then just like chill out all day long. Like literally spend like six days just doing fuck all before I even consider. Sure. That's where my brain's at. Yeah. All of which took that away from me. I don't actually hold my kids accountable for it. I hold Becca accountable for it. <laughs> Her body made the child. Oh, that's on this you. Is like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm like. So it's like becoming a dad. Like, oh my God. Oh, I see what you're best. saying. So there's kind of a level of like, it's not the kid's fault. Becoming that a, I don't get to surf right now. Becoming a, like a partner. It's your fault. Becoming a partner in a relationship. 100 percent so resentment like, so so are, in those moments early especially early on right the first year two years when you had the moments of just like god damn this is hard yeah right was it was it in your brain directed towards becca or the kids the becca every okay. time <laughs> okay okay it was like it was like a it's like when a pregnant woman looks at her husband and goes you did this to me you were like you did this to me that is exactly (laughs) that's 100 percent. so like that's where i have all of those exact same feelings yeah they're just it's so funny i hold someone else in time completely i got it me and jess always talk about ember and we call her the common enemy So when we're having hard days, we we confide in each other, and it just goes. Ah, oh, it's great to have a good, like a common enemy. <laughs> it brings it brings you together. You know what I mean? We're like Ruth, we're like Ruth and Franklin are literal like angels sent from above. Right. right. And when it's like um, like I need you to watch the kids so that I can go do this thing, it's like damn you and your fucking successful job. Right. Damn right. You right. And your time consuming schedule. Like, do right. you really need to go do that? Right. Right. Hmm. I don't think hmm. about it. You're lying. You're just trying yeah. to get away from me. Aren't oh, you? You really need to schedule that many ads this week. <sighs> convenient. No, no for convenient me, Jess, for you. Oh, you want to stack some more and make me babysit some more so you can go do your ads. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's so cool. Jess will be like, go. Yeah. She, she'll be like, that's a total. I, she'll be like, I know you're going to need this. Go, go total go. opposite. We're literally like, <laughs> we are literally like, she's like, so how long do you need to be at the gym today? Right, 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 right. You I mean, we definitely have the moments cool. where like, we're like, wait, wait, you, you taking how long? But it is funny how we both kind of have this thing that like, we love our daughter more than life itself. But we also know that she's a lot and that like being a parent's really hard. So we have this brain that we're like, yeah. we like, we have like fist bumps. And we're like, We'll take you got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> if we're having those days, cause it's like, dude, you gotta have this, like, we're like a united front. Totally. Like, okay. Well, she's, <laughs> she's on one today. How are you going to handle so it? Let's go funny. into battle. I love that. The common <laughs> enemy, the common enemy when she's being, <coughs> excuse me. And the thing that's funny about Ember is that Ember's like shockingly a really good kid and she never really causes problems. What's exhausting about Ember is that she puts a pace on you. 
that you can't keep up with. Like it's questions mixed with watch this mixed with, can you do this mixed with wait, are these eggs, do these have salt on them? Like she's so particular, you know what I mean? Like everything is just dissected and like analyzed and kind of brought back to you. And you have to like, if you say something, if you go, if she goes, daddy did this, 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 and you go like this, you thumbs up. She'll go like, I want you to say it. And I'm like, yes, they did do that. At the, and she's like, okay, good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she demands so much from you that, like, there's times where I just look at Jess and be like, I am going to freak out right now. <laughs> the common enemy. I'm not there yet. I'm like, Ruth is just well, Ruth, getting, uh, but her, getting Also, I really do feel like some of this is specific to Ember. Like, I believe she is that, like, dude. Your daughter is a force. She's wild. She's a force to be reckoned with. And what comes with that is, like, exhaustion. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. My, my mom grandma you know her grandma says like ember's two kids she always says that my sister has five kids and she looks at me and goes that's two kids maybe three kids that's like so the way funny. that she the pace she puts on my grandma who is or my I mom wish- who has raised three kids and has five grandkids and looks at my kid and goes that's another level i just remember i came over so like rarely ever do i get to see ember when we're coming over because we're coming over past ember's bedtime but i came over here one time and cats was on yeah and that was during enver's cat phase oh, big cat. yeah well that's that's another thing about her like every three months it's a phase yeah yeah yeah. big phases but you had to memorize all the songs and cats and that was wild wild to sit and watch ember's cats yeah cats the cats the musical by the way yes like on not broadway. like cats not, and kittens and shit that's not what the movie obsession. cats no the broadway ta- music yeah <laughs> which nobody's into by the way Ember loves it. Yeah, <laughs> these guys had to be like it was. We're singing cats oh, all dude. damn day. Yeah, it's it's it's. She's like, you know what she's like. She's like a strength and conditioning coach. <laughs> and you're like, this is good for me. This is good. I know I can handle this. And she's Stop. like, oh, you ain't you ain't handling shit. I we just you. got started. We're just getting warmed yeah, up. Yeah, she's like, I'm not even breathing hard, and you're <laughs> exhausted. You're already, you're already yawning. It's nine a.m., bitch. <laughs> wake up up. no she'll literally if i like it's early in the morning and i'm like this i'm like you know i got her up and we're like sitting on the couch i'll put my head down my eyes are closed she'll poke me in the eye wake up (laughs) okay new favorite my new favorite thing this is driving becca crazy i taught ruth becca's name becca 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 literally it started immediately we were in a jacuzzi and we needed towels and I was, Becca was in the house doing Instagram stuff. And I was like, Becca, Becca. And she's just screaming. Because I'm that person. I'm oh, you're that yelling from piece the other of room. shit. All my neighbors. Becca. Oh, you're yelling. Towels. You're like an old man in the back. Yes. Ruth starts going, Becca. <laughs> Towel, towels, towels. Yes. And now we're walking through so the house. So you guys house. are both just yapping. We're walking through the house. Ruth needs some shit. Mommy, mommy, Becca. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And she looks at me and she's like, I'm a, yeah. And, 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 and then Ruth looks at you old, like, I'm doing it right, right? Two years old. And I love it. Yeah. I love every single second of it. Oh my God. That's amazing. Um, okay. Random question here, but I thought it was interesting. Just maybe touch on it for a sec, but raising kids with social media. Mm. What are your thoughts on it? We got, I got into a lot of arguments with Becca early on about this. Yeah. Um, so like a, there was a conversation about starting Ruth and Franklin, their own Instagrams. Mm. You know, like, no, 
Okay. Don't care about like the opportunity behind that. It's just like, no, it's sure. too much. They're already, in my opinion, it's like, it's, it's already halfway there, right? All, I mean, when you think about it, like, it is already halfway job, there, and that's or what justice job exactly, or exactly. And so, um, yeah, like I'm not. Uh, what about what about like? Let's, but then let's, here I am. I post photos of my kids all the time. Sure, no, but that's a different. I mean, let's 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 talk specifically to like when our kids hit an age where they're like, I want the phone, I want the Instagram. I'm 12, 13, Every one of my, or maybe I'm ten, eleven. All my f- friends have it. What do you oh, think about that? I'm like, I don't like it. I but yeah. then I'm also I have another side where I'm like, if you if you know that you're gonna have to live with it, they might as well like learn. Yeah, this tool. I think that's where I'm at with it. Is a little bit like okay, it's kind of at this point like don't have sex, kids. It's like, mm, I mean, that no, kid's gonna have like a boyfriend or a girlfriend at 15, and they're gonna start doing stuff like it just is what it is so like you just tell them no they're gonna be like now i'm really interested in it mm-hmm. so my brain is a little bit like help them navigate it and use it as a tool and not be like victims to it because you can be a victim to just staring at instagram all day long and thinking about stuff you're missing out on or comparing yourself or whatever but you can also use it to like start a business to like learn things to like whatever so it's like i think that it's like anything it's like <clears throat> if i can it's going to take work, but if I can teach her to use the internet as a force and a tool for bettering her life for, for good, which it can be used and not to get sucked into like the insecurity of it all. Mm-hmm. That'll be my goal versus like trying to shield her from it. Just cause I know for a fact, like I can't do it. It won't, no, it was impossible. And, and, and this is now, let alone 10 years from now, like dude, our kids are going to, it's going to be impossible to escape. To me, it's a conversation of like balance. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff me and Becca are working on right now is finding balance in our lives. So like it might find, it might sound cliche, but it's like, it's pretty easy to get caught up on the age transitions of like, yeah. Going from like having all of this freedom, being young, like really no real responsibility to then like focusing all on meeting these new expectations of yourself and all these things and forgetting about the balance in life right where i'm you know i'm using this as like a big thing but it's like a kid can have a screen yeah but when they spend 10 hours in front of the screen which let's be also honest as dads can be a temptation at times 100 because you're like nothing occupies my kid's brain like a screen. Like you can give them colors. You can give them toys. You can give them anything in the world. They're done with it in three minutes. Which is, you hand them a little screen with like some silly, to- with some silly guy dancing on there. And that kid is just like zonk. And it's like, okay, this is a dangerous super tool. Dangerous, totally. Because if I let myself go, you could just let that kid rock with that thing for 12 hours a day. If you wanted to completely. But for me, then it's also like, I mean, Dude, you got like these, I don't want to go so far into like the whole, like what the effect of like these last couple of years have been. On, yeah. Like, you got kids being forced to spend time in front of them. Like, anyway, oh, sure, sure. that's to me though, it's like the same thing of like work and play. Yeah. And right. Find the balance. Find balance in our relationship. Like 100% we need to, in order to be able to have intentional time with each other, you need to have uh, isolated time by yourself so that the time you spend with the other person isn't spent thinking about doing other things. It's right. about being there, being present. And you can mm-hmm. apply this sense of to like to, to whatever you want, but that's like what, 
the the goal we have is like we've accepted the inevitability yeah granted like we make our lives on social media yeah right you know so it for me like our conversations become of like how much that's my goal at least essentially is to be like exactly like you said like liberate the sense of self-worth from feedback on yeah that's platforms. that's a big one is like the comparison of like my worth is based off of how i stack to all the people i follow mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean because that is is also is just like whoever you follow is your only reference point so it's like you know limiting who you follow so i think it's it's like it's like normal life lessons but taken into a more extreme version of like hey you're going to be forced basically to look at a lot of stuff how are you going to handle Dude, it and that's what like i like you have music as this outlet right i'm so i'm so thankful to have something like climbing and surfing things yeah. i literally love to do by myself mm-hmm. i don't care if a friend joined me's on it yeah i will just go do that i'll travel the world by myself to go do these things right i don't care and i'm could so you, could, happy could, to do it question side question could you travel to like europe by yourself yeah 100 percent. okay wow See, that's one of those things that, like, I wish I could, but when I really think about it... Oh, you so can't, dude. It's like... No, but no, no, but I'm telling you right now, like, so I love golf. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I've golfed, and this is crazy for... I mean, I don't golf. I haven't been golfing a long time, but I've been golfing enough to where, like, this should have happened a lot more than it has. And my friends that golf regularly will, like... Like, I I talked to a friend the other day, and I was like, how many times you golfed alone? He's like, oh, all the time, regularly. And I was like, I've golfed once alone. And it was like, great, but at the same time, like kind of lonely. And I realized these days, I'm like, man, I, I would, I would, when I was in Europe, I remember like meeting just like random people like, oh yeah, it's been two months. I'm just out here. I'm just like, dude, I couldn't do it. And I respect anyone who can. Cause I'm like, that is so much alone time where it's like, for me, I could be alone in my studio for 12 hours a day, but it's still knowing like Jess is right there or like a friend is like right down the street. There's something about me that goes, I can be alone when I'm close to someone, but to be literally all alone somewhere for months at a time, I have friends like you who just no problem. And it's like, I just think Whoa. about it. I like daydream. You, you, you fantasize about, Yeah going off love it yeah but like also i would rather do it with somebody okay i think my point is like i would rather travel with someone but i have activities where like if no one wants to go surf with me that doesn't stop me from going surfing okay got it i go surfing and i make very and i make i fight very hard to find time for myself to go have those things because you know it'll bring yeah i mean i think that's a big thing with relationships and the second you have kids, it is, I feel like people miss out on this one. And this is such a random tangent, but like people miss out big time when it comes to once they have kids that you need to be selfish with time and your partner needs to recognize that. And you guys need to give each other time alone to do whatever the fuck you want, because you will then, if you don't, that's why people have midlife crisis. That's why people 100%. buy Harleys and cheat. That's why people lose their minds and go to Vegas and start doing blow because it's like, you didn't get enough personal time to where you just explode. And so it's like, if you don't have a regular outlet to kind of get yours, you know what I mean? To kind of just experience life alone, 
dude, you're going to lose your mind. Or if like your thing is just going to Vegas and doing blow, you need to let your partner just like go do that. In a little yeah, bit I wasn't hating on the blow. Off. I was more saying like, you know, <laughs> if, if that's where you end up alone <laughs> at a casino for years. Yeah. Like that's your thing. That's your thing. You, know, you, know? you want to just sit there miserable <clears throat> at the cat, but you just want to see the next card. Like you just got to yeah. see that hand. You got to see the flop, dude. You know, right? you got to see the flop. Got to um, see the flop. <laughs> But like, if you want to see the world burn at 45, like, you know, you just didn't, sure. get, you didn't get yeah. enough time to do what you needed nah. to do, um, which, which goes into this next one. This is more of a life category. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give your younger self? Oh my God. How young? Well, how old are you now? 31. How fucking old? 31. 31. 17. Oof. It's a good because you're like getting into college. You're kind of like, okay, I got everything you just went through, which is like, there's no advice to give someone who's 12, right? Like, it's just like, what are you going to do? Like go to the beach again, like 17 slash 18 when you're going, you're like, okay, I left what everyone else does. Now it's my time to actually like start my life. You see gray six, 17 year old gray. He's like, Oh, he walked out of his spot and he's kind of thinking, I want to go to Lewis and Clark university. Right. What do you tell that guy? You got like, tw- you got like a, just a couple minutes to tell him. So what do you tell him? I'd be like, um, stay with Nawa for the second. Se- oh, I don't know if I would stay with Nawa for the second semester. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Do you know what you're going to tell yourself? Okay. All I would tell myself is a couple things. Okay. Number one, don't do anything to please anybody. That'd be my number one. Mm-hmm. my early life was very torn between like trying to please a couple people in my life mixed with trying to do what I wanted to do. And I was always like riding this kind of middle ground and it, and it, and it led to some good things. You know what I mean? Like some knowledge that I wouldn't have gotten if I didn't. But at the same time, it's like, when I think about it, it's like if I just would have gone with my heart and just been obsessed with what I love to do at an early age, I think that I'd be in a place. I think I would have gotten to where I, got to seven years earlier. You know what I mean? And then been able to kind of, you know, snowball that. So for me, my biggest advice is like, don't listen to people that like, listen to the people who you want to be like, you know what I mean? So if your dad is like, do this, do this, do this, but you look at his life and you're like, I don't want his life. Then you got to go. I don't know what you, I'm going to take that with a grain of salt. Like look at people, listen to the people you want to be like that you look up to and go like that dude's life. I want it. Mm-hmm. so if you're like that dude paints for a living and he's got a sick studio and he lives the life like talk to that guy about how he did it and what he what he, what you should do you know don't listen to like the random people in your life or your parents i mean no offense but like parents who just have this like this is the way you should live life it's like so i would have said that and then i would have also said um don't hold on to things like too precious take a lot of risk have a lot of fun in regards to like try things, fail miserably, just, you know, do that and just like see what brings out of that. You know what I mean? Cause I feel like when I was, it was always just these, this, this two sides of me that were like this crazy artist person mixed with like this very logical person. And I feel like earlier on, I could have been more, you know, really given it on some other, some random thing. So that's it for us. Okay. So hearing yours helps me a lot. I would be like, don't be afraid to to commit to things. You know, like if you're going, if you're going to go to college, commit to going to college. Don't just one in one out. Yeah. I was more so like, Oh, I'll just get the gist of it all. Yeah. 
I'll focus on like, I want to go to, I, I want to prioritize socializing, going to parties, like having fun, like cool. Um, and exploring like those dynamics and like be living in this city and all this kind of stuff. Um, but it was also like, I told, was like, Oh, it's fine to not get straight A's. Like I'll just go for B's yeah. when really it's like not following through on that kind of commitment made the skills that I needed to have in place when I finally did want to commit to something. Like I didn't have those things fully sussed out. Got it. So that made that made that stuff harder. And then because I'd avoided those things, it made committing to those things in the future much harder. So that'd be advice for myself would be like, don't be afraid to to commit. And if you're going to make a commitment, dive all the way into it, you know, fully like allow yourself to be defeated because you invested so much into wanting a certain outcome and then, like you said, don't be married to it. Like, let it go. Yeah, like don't hold something. Things, burn. That's another thing too is like when you when you um when you don't throw yourself at stuff harder early on, then you look at everything you throw yourself at as like this big. I have to it has to be perfect. And it has to work. And it has to. But if you if you're used to throwing yourself at things and failing, then you know. Okay, cool. I know what that's like. I know what that fear is like. Now, next time I do it, I'm going to be more calculated about it. But then I'm also not afraid of making the jump. Mm-hmm. But when you are, when you hold back from making certain jumps at an early age, the older you get, the more fear builds up. And then when you do make a jump, it's like this better work or my life's over. Yeah. You know what and I mean? Then so you, it's or like, you find yourself not having done anything, and or, then you don't you, actually or the know fear how. Just push you away from it entirely, and then you don't know how to do it. And you don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I will say this: I'm 33 years old, jumping off a cliff now way more difficult than 18 yeah you know what i mean you, you got you got 1500 bucks to your name at eight at, at 18 years old and you're like i want to do this but thing was, it's like dude do it like think about it be smart about it but just go for it worst case you lose 1800 bucks you get a job at a restaurant you make it back this might sound stupid but the other night at the gym i tried to backflip for the first time there you go i've always wanted to know how but to you're do 31 a now 31 now much more I, got, I almost got a full rotation i got a full i landed on my knees that's sick it's on it's on it's on my fucking social media but let's, dude, be real. Shit out. You, let's, let's be real let's be real you break your spine, you're out for three months, much more of a devastating result than at 18. 100%. 18 years old, you get a little sore, you're like, that sucked. Can't go party back, for the next three dude. days. You're back. 31 years old, you're out of work, the gym has problems. Oh, that's you like back the rest out, of you got your kids. Life. It's like a fucking problem. You're like, bro, you know I, I mean? can't go four-wheeling because the bumps make right. my, my back so compression. Go like. through all that earlier, you know, and then you'll be able to be at 31 or 33 and be like, okay, cool. Like, I've learned a lot of good mm-hmm. lessons that I should learn by doing those things. What happens is a lot of people don't do those things and they wake up one day and they're like, Oh my God, I never tried the backflip. Now I'm 50 and I can't try the backflip. Other advice I would be to myself would be like, um, like forgive mom and dad and like your brother a little more, like have a little more grace for your like family. Okay. In terms of like, at that time there was a lot of resentment. I was like, dude. Yeah. I mean, me as a teenager, like, I don't know. I mean, like me and all my, all me and my friends were doing every single dumb thing in the book you could possibly imagine. Sure. It's a miracle that none of us really like were in jail. Like not like we were just doing dumb shit. And because we kept getting away with it, we kept doing dumb shit mm. all the time. And we hardly ever, I mean, there are consequences for sure. But like I had like ultimately like, they were light in yeah. terms of in terms of what like, could have been the outcome yeah. for all of us. And 
I don't know, like my parents, they, it took like years to get over things that were like, Becca puts it in this way. She's like, oh my God, like you and your mom, like your biggest issue is that your mom loves you so much. And it's like, until becoming a parent and being able to talk about those things, what is it like ever this like, oh yeah, like, you know. We could have had a really like between if you would have recognized the amount of love coming at you, you from could have like really fifteen benefited. to like twenty nine. Mm-hmm. I had like you know much more of a surface level relationship with people that could have we could have had like my family's my family dynamics are very sure. Yeah, Got we're it. like not super close got it got it well yeah i mean and and everyone has crazy family stuff and i think we go through that a lot as as young people you know in our 20s and kind of there's resentment there there's fuck you for this this and this and you know but i think i don't know how you feel now but i know for me getting into my 30s it's like i just kind of look at my parents and go oh you guys are just people like i put you on this pedestal my whole life is like you should have it all together but at the end of the day you're just a guy who had sex with a girl and then you had a kid right like like, uh, you have a sister right yeah you talk to your sister a lot much more recently you know she's 38 and i would say over the last two three years a lot more but for the but 13 years from 30 to 17 barely at all see that's how me and my brother are yeah like, i have a brother but like we're there's not no, super close there's no at real all. connection there yeah no not hasn't been for a long time we used to be best buds but then it's like no life happens yeah yeah and then it'd be like you know i talked to my mom about some stuff i talked to my dad about other stuff sure i don't know like you know it's like there's no like there's no like oh like becca's family crazy connection she's on group texts with her whole fucking family right. like her aunts her cousins her like yeah, i have none literally of that. everybody yeah, none they're of all that. intermingling you go to their house it's like everyone's over there it's like everyone's like let's bust out family board games and i like, was always at people's shit. houses like that it's tight. Like, this is insane yeah and then <laughs> right, it's like right. whoa like you know like i don't but to me my family's normal so sure, sure. well our families it is are advice normal. it is advice i would give myself okay, like if it. i were to be like younger and like, like invest more in that and realize that like don't take this for granted like realize that like there's you can foster this. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. That's you can great. change this stuff, dude. Like, yeah. Like stop. I think that's a big one is like, stop. Yeah. Just like being mad at your family. It's like, you, you can actually be the person that creates the relationship that creates the dynamic that like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like stop waiting for someone else to do it. I'd say like, that's a, a better, I'd be like, choose big things to be mad about real things. Yeah. Choose <laughs> real ass shit to be upset and angry about. Cause like also I was an angry ass kid for like, for what? Right. When I look at it now, I'm like, you fucking, what the hell did you have to exactly. be angry and up? Oh my God, my mom went through my pockets and found my pot stash. You know, like I don't have fucking weed anymore. Isn't that funny how like at that age, you're like, my mom sucks. But in reality, you look 10 years my later, mom you're like, fucking sucks, you're like dude. my, my mom, mom let me just get fucking high in the backyard and like do backflips off the roof into the, sh- into the shallow end of the pool and like have my friends over drink beer we stole. And it's like, your mom just cared about you. Yeah. That's, it. That's yeah, literally right, right. and then you're like right. I like <laughs> right, go and you right, right. listen to Rage Against the Machine and be like, Oh, my mom sucks, she won't buy me concert tickets, so I can go I to the I remember this thing. one time my mom walked into my bedroom. I was sleeping. She had found my cigarettes. Yeah. And so she started lighting up all my cigarettes in my room. Ah <sighs> and just put it out, relit up another one. My room was full of smoke when I woke up. I was like <clears throat> and she's like, You like this? You like this? <laughs> We're just lighting them all up and just blowing them in my whole room. <laughs> the whole room's 
full of Marlboro light cigarette smoke. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, you like this? <laughs> you know what? You realize you look back and you're like, she was just cared. You know, she was just making fun of me. But she was Dude, also I being like, on, you, know, you idiot. So I came home. <laughs> Which is what I would like if my daughter's smoking cigarettes at I don't 13. Know. I'd be like, you idiot. What are you doing? You made me literally go back to this moment. My first time playing beer pong in high school was a Super Bowl. The Cowboys played. Right. I was 17. Anyway, it's like beginner's luck beer pong. I couldn't lose a game. So you were just me and my wasted. Play, oh my God. Yeah. Dude, just oh, you know, if you're winning, you're not, you're not drinking. Except all our games are going to, like, yeah, to yeah, the yeah, last you, And then you just do it and then you drink it anyway. these were all going <laughs> to the last cup. Got it. Played like, I don't know. I blacked out. I was 100% blacked out. I remember the kickoff. I don't remember anything sure. else. I woke up in not my room. Right. I woke up in a different room in my house. I, I woke up banging on the walls. I was like, where the sure. fuck am I? Whatever. My mom wakes up. My mom's like, I need you to come downstairs and see something. <laughs> my mom takes me into my bedroom. vomit everywhere. Oh, yeah. Love I it. had been... My friends dropped me off at home at like 6 p- like p.m. Oh, so it's like, like a day drink. This was like Sunday. I had school. This was Monday morning. And if I can show up and my, there's literally vomit walls, like ceiling. You were just she the goes, exorcist. She goes, Your dog, my dog was running in and out of the room. Like she had no idea what she was running. She said, yeah. like, why is the dog running in and out of the room? She goes in literally like full-blown exorcist, like eight foot projectile vomiting, oh like God. all this shit anyway. And you're obviously still drunk. My mom's like, your punishment, like normally my parents would be like, we're taking away your phone, your right, Xbox, right. like all this stuff. You're not leaving the fucking house for like three weeks, you know? Yeah got good grades during those times, but it was like (laughs) made a lot of models, built a lot of Gundam models, you know? But anyway, my plan, the cigarette smoke everywhere made me think of this like vomit and beer and like Coors Light will never be the same to me. And I know, right? So my mom's mom's like, your punishment is you got to clean all this up. And you're just like, no, please don't. My mom couldn't stand the smell. Understandable. She cleaned it all up. So my thought when I'm looking about this, like, oh, how are you going to parent your kids? If you find this, I'm going to be like, <laughs> this was my plan on the spot. It would be like if Ruth or Franklin were to come home that fucked up, the next time they come home, I'm going to be that fucked up. <laughs> gotcha. They come into their room and your vomit is all over their room. I'm, I'm sprawled you out. Like my, this? I'm sprawled out with like shit in my, <laughs> shit in my pants. Yeah, yeah, drunk, yeah, yeah. Like, You're like, I never wanted you anyway. Did you ever have Man. friends? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Smoke just like every just My life was a dream before you shit. showed up. I Man. bought this. Just like curb stomping <laughs> their games. Like whatever. And just be like, you want to come home drunk? <laughs> I'll now show you. you get the big daddy. Yeah, <laughs> so I come with it. Be like, this is what it looks like. <laughs> is this hot? You want to do is this? this? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Can I be part of your friend group now? <laughs> want to hang with the boys? <laughs> be like, that's your punishment. That's your fucking punishment. I fucking love it. So, okay, new question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New yeah. question. What alternative life could you see yourself in? No wife or no, no Becca, no Jess, no kids. (laughs) You're like, can we not talk about this? Because I don't want to be like, are there boundaries that we're not allowed to talk about? No boundaries. No, no, there is no nothing. My life. (laughs) 
without okay. Becca yeah. and kids. <laughs> I feel like it would kick ass for I, I don't <sighs> see the thing is like what's crazy for me is there's a period of time where I was gonna be like 30 years old owning a gym mm. single sexy there was a that There's was a dude a, and all these, dude, all these, all these climber some, girls coming in that was some shit like, yeah, this I, is my place no big deal no big deal hey, like, yeah you, you know? like to climb i'll hook you up with a membership <laughs> <laughs> there was some and just also being able to be like 30 years old be like yeah oh my fucking business right, like right. you know type, sounds nice type. also at that time like i was a wild horse let's just say like i no rules. No rules. You're saying right before you met Becca? Yeah. We were like... You were just flying. There's still like... Becca's, Becca has really calmed me down. Okay. In terms of like... I don't know. It's like it's hard for me to even imagine where I would be. Let's say this. Becca, Becca has a thing. She's like you... Like Becca thinks I'm going to die early. Even still, even as calm down, just, yeah, just like where I want to go. There's like, it's like almost a Jekyll and Hyde like type of deal of is like. Is she trying to tame you? Do you feel that? Yeah. Okay. She's but trying to slow also you also like down. for my own goddamn good. Like, no, no, I'm not I'm saying she should. I'm just saying you're being, feeling that. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm, I am like, there's no, like for me when I'm having a good night, I'm like, well, yeah. if you never go to sleep, the night never ends and we can just continue doing this endlessly into the next day. And like, what do you mean? Like, I'm like a Peter Pan complex of Got like, it. it's Neverland. The party never actually has to end. We don't ever have to grow up. We could just fucking do this. Like, that's the goal, right? Yeah. Like, I'm like, right. you know, 16 listening to Drug Ballad by Eminem being like, yeah, you got to take this shit to heart. Let's go. This, like, is, this, this is, is my life. Th- yeah, this is like, let's <clears throat> let's rage. Let's do these things. Let's make regrettable decisions. Let's like, whatever. And so then if you tie that into being able to be successful at the same time, where it's like, yeah, just like sit down and be diligent for a little bit. And then you have this like this ticket to just go crazy. Mm. Those were like thoughts legit thoughts and like plans i was trying to how, like orchestrate okay. my life so here's do. a more specific question how long do you think you'd be single or do you think you're kind of eternally single my Not mom single but you know what i mean like would you be just in and out of dating and like so one of them, do you see yourself actually settling down and getting married if, if it wasn't for this kind of situation no right no i don't see my i would not see myself settling down to marry like somebody. i could totally see you as like a 50 year old guy in costa rica yeah who's just kind of like yeah man and like you're just chilling and you've dated on and off and you got a, you had a couple of girlfriends on the island and like you kind of vibe and you're chilling and like you have this girl that you're dating in costa rica but like it's been three four years now and you guys are great because you're older but at the same time you're never gonna get married you know what i mean i can no, no, see no, you I just used, kind of floating. i used to have a legit fantasy of like having kids in different continents and just yeah, 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 like yeah. working like financially <laughs> and, friends and it's where all I'm cool like, yeah, yeah whatever like everybody knows about it and they're like it's just grayston like that's just like how he does like that's how he lives his life but like right, i got right. kids i love my kids i love the partners but i can only be with that partner for like three months out of the year and i had like literally had this fantasy worked out of i'm like by I'm the way be i gotta show you something there is a chef um on netflix there's a uh there's a chef documentary and there's an argentinian famous chef he lives your fantasy life he has kids 
with different women in different like areas and he just makes food and he's a world famous chef and he's just cool as shit and i'm like that's grayston dude i would love that <laughs> i would love that yeah that's like that's sort Got of it. the you know like this sort of like keith richards mick jagger kind of like yeah complex where it's like you get away yeah vagabondy but you're also like you know you're tied into these like upper levels of you know i just want look a goal for myself if i was single without back would just be like living sort of like an amalgamation of mick jagger and keith richards life like that's so reasonable it's reasonable it's chill i totally understand yeah i love that (laughs) um for me no but ultimately i would in in all that's the fantasy in all reality my life would be extremely dark (laughs) i'd be so unhappy um for me i think that i am just someone who would be obsessed with work so i I just enjoy that process like whether it be a business or whether it be music or whatever it would be like i just like living 24 7 in it Mm -hmm. so like for me i could totally see you know me having a house with a couple people that i that we work on the same same things and it's just like kind of like 24 7 lifestyle so for me like i don't like hours i don't like clock you know i like i like just kind of the lifestyle of whatever i do so if it was like i live in a house of producers let's say and we're just working on stuff all the time and it's kind of like sometimes you don't work sometimes you do sometimes it's five days straight 18 hour days sometimes it's nothing for two weeks and then all of a sudden it's like five months straight you know what i mean i like this kind of free-flowing thing so i could totally see myself digging in with a couple people that like i work with um and just being kind of and just living it well you'd have to have that yeah so that would that would be kind of i think that i would date people but i think that i would uh, honestly i would get in a serious relationship pretty quickly i'm a serious relationship guy i noticed that like I could try to be that guy that like floats in between and, and romantically I do want to be that guy cause it sounds dope, but I know for me, I like that, like at home waiting for me or, you know, at home is that person that like I got, you know what I mean? I, I need that. And I think that, um, but I, I do want to be the cool guy in Costa Rica, but like I do know myself enough to be like, I'd have to have the person that I go home to every night. Cause that is such a, it's such a, warm blanket for my soul you know what i mean so like jess always makes fun of me because she's always like you always say you'd be this single guy like no i know you you'd be like if we got divorced she's like you'd be married in a year (laughs) she's like no joke if we got divorced tomorrow within like six months you'd be like serious relationship (laughs) i would want to be like i'd want to be the dude that like you just you could never lock it down we made plans with him he's supposed to come and actually we just found out he's in ibiza yeah but it's like there's like he the borderline to he's in Spain there's the people who do live there's like the borderline like trust fund type deal but yeah. it's like you still have to have your own business like you gotta be boss you have your in thing you have your thing you make money but mm-hmm. it, you're the kind of guy that high they go, functioning they go, like how does he make money and like I don't know but he like has a nice car I don't know how what he, he does, does somehow does it I don't know what he does you have like great advice and like all these things it's like, super cool about, but he has no idea what he does like think of Versace yeah right right right, right right we're like this dude created like when you look at like the the life he was living yeah while simultaneously running that company <laughs> was just because the dude wasn't like it's not like he was not involved no heavily involved also but lived the craziest living the most insane life ever like yeah yeah yeah. so yeah i mean i i totally i totally see that and i think that i could do that for a year 
You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden I'd have like a nerve. I'd have a breakdown and be like, where's my person? Well, that's where you'd be like the Beatles story where it's like all of a sudden you're doing just copious amounts of LSD. And then all of a sudden you found the Maharishi and now you guys are like using tablas and all this yeah. stuff in your music and it's still groundbreaking. But now like you guys are all sober and then right. the next year you guys discovered cocaine. And now you're all wearing furs and you're doing rooftop concerts and all right. this shit. But it's like constantly on this, just this morphous train. Yeah of whatever yeah, so i'd have like to unstoppable. do right and i think i'd like to do all those things and i am that kind of person that like am very is very like i want to uh, my dream is to be like in costa rica chilling on a beach for the rest of my life but i'd want to do it with somebody couldn't do it alone or couldn't do it kind of vagabondy i have it. to kind of have my person you know what i'm I mean? sort of like an easy rider mm-hmm Mm-hmm. like i'd love to have that sort of like you got the cool shack on the beach that sells drinks to everyone and you're like a vibey guy <sighs> Dude, right before like, becca i was literally getting i took my chp course to get my motorcycle license and i had a consultation to get a bike and i literally got in a crazy ass accident completely totaled my car wasn't like went to the hospital i have like disc issues in my spine now and then literally like by the time that all resolved and i was able to get like everything back together the gym had taken off investors were like you're not allowed to get a motorcycle to your business is successful right. and then all of a sudden i became a dad and right. she's still you're like, like you're not allowed to get a motorcycle and i'm like dude i have but, the helmet yeah right. i have the helmet <laughs> the she's like there. you gotta get rid of this i was like no i'm not fucking getting rid of like right that, i'm getting a I'm bike get one i'm getting a bike right like, right right you know someday someday, someday. it's gonna um, happen i want that i love it i love it um Okay, sex and relationships. By the way, I think we should do an entire episode on this. Sex and relationships? Yeah. Okay. We should do like at some point, like a full thing on just sex and relationships because it's such a dynamic thing. It's it so is. crazy. We have we have our unique relationships with both dads. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's such a unique thing. But here's just a couple quick ones. Has your sex drive changed the longer, you, the longer you've been with your partner? Now we have, this is two different things because I got a decade. You got what? Where are you at? Years. Three years. So it's different. a little more than three years. Really? It's been that long already? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, so let's see. We got pregnant. She was, uh, there was a year before Ruth was born. Okay. So, sure, sure. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, Ruth's... we have unique, we have unique, unique uniquely different stories. So, yeah. so I'll, let me start because I got the long one. Mm -hmm. Has your sex drive changed? Um, it has in that like it's not as consistently the same as it always was you know what i mean and i will say the thing is is like dating is such a different thing because you're like you don't see a person and then you see your person you don't see a person and then you see your person so it's like that firing of like oh i see my person it's like it's always there when you live with someone every single day it changes the vibe and then you do that for 10 years so for me it's like waves where it's like i'll go through waves where it's like and this dovetails into the other question which is how is how important is sex in long-term relationships for me it's like waves you know and i'll go through like months where it's like i'm super like we're super connecting and we're, i'm super into it and we're vibing and then i'll go through months where it's like life's busy and we're just kind of rolling and then i'll just kind of wake up and be like well we haven't had sex in a while you know and then you add a kid to that and so it takes away a lot of the organicness of sex in a relationship where you're like the spontaneity of like, oh, we just went to dinner at this cool Italian restaurant. We're vibing in the car and then I'm looking at you and I'm looking at me and then we'll go, we'll go hook up. That gets diminished a ton 
when you got a kid crying in the other room it's like it's not a sexy vibe when you got kids crying and shitting all over the place so you have to do it which is hard you ever finished real fast just to your kid crying <laughs> no uh, not to the crying just power through it but i've 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 finished fast to like let's go the deal kids with in problem. the other room and i we got to get this done quick you know because like he, she's gonna come knocking any second yeah. and, you know what i mean oh, that yeah. type of thing which is not the sexiest vibe not at all <laughs> you know what i mean where before it would have been like you wake up we order coffee you're you're talking all of a sudden you look at each other and you're oh and boom it happens like there's none of that when you're married you're like okay cool i gotta get the kid the kids crying you know it's like mm-hmm. it's a different animal so i will say like what's a better question is not how is sex sex changed over time or is sex important in the long-term relationship it's like how is sex pre and post kids because yeah. that is the question because like i would say how good are you at non-spontaneously having sex? Is it how is good your sex and how long it will be. Have you guys had the question of like scheduling sex? So this is, let me be honest. I've been, res- I've been super anti this for a long time. And everyone I talk to is like, you have to, you have to, you have to, you have to be good at this. You have to be good at this. And I'll be, so I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of a sensitive little, like, when it comes to sex, like I like spontaneous sex. I'm I like so with you. I like sex that is like we were talking about something, we we're vibing, and it created a, a vibe. And then I, I took you, and we went into the other room. I am romantic like that. It's corny, but I love it. I think people who are really good at just kind of knocking it out and really good at just saying, "Can we have sex now?" Thrive be in in like parenting because they're not they're not like emotional about it they're also not like waiting for it and if it doesn't happen their kind of feelings are hurt and like the people who are less like that do a better job at consistently having sex where we are because of me mainly we are so like up and down when it comes to the like amount of sex we have because it's like we'll go through periods where i'm feeling super like we're in this zone and so we hook up a lot and then if we're not in that zone like we're not having sex because you're not in the zone i'll be honest it comes from me it's because i'm not feeling like we're connecting in that way these are power cards becca and i play yeah literally will be like no i don't want to have sex with you anymore it's like it switches so for us like my i'm totally with you on the wave of like there's weeks where we're having sex twice a day through the thing can't get enough and then it'll be like that week will end and like the idea of having sex with the other person like no doesn't even enter your brain no it's like whatever but being turned on all the time still got it like totally 100 percent. like yeah if i'm not having sex i'm gonna masturbate got it you know yeah be nutting <laughs> nut city be out here yeah just like <laughs> I'd be I, nutting. I'd be nutting. It's like, it's part of the, it's like, what questions do you ever question when you're like, like I'm not going to, how am I going to go to bed? Like, am I going to fall asleep without a masturbating? Are you so, no, fucking I've, kidding I've me? I've never had that thing. You're going to just like, I'm going to go to I've bed. I've never had the like, I masturbate to go to sleep thing. I've never had that. I, like for me, well, it was like, I'll masturbate or like, I'll have sex when I'm horny, but like the horniness never like put me to sleep. No, really. it was never. So it was just like, sort of a, like a, like, you know thing to do empty the brain just Got sort it. of a, like it's like part of the routine but like i'm gonna you know i'm gonna pee i'm gonna brush my teeth i'm gonna masturbate then i'm gonna pee a little more then that's it there you go i'm gonna floss um, masturbate then, then brush I'm gonna my fall teeth asleep reading like three paragraphs in my kindle <laughs> all right and really before becca that was not a kindle that was just anime i'm just gonna watch a whole shitload of oh, anime shit. and fall asleep wow. to yeah 
watching Ma- or one masturbate piece. to anime if it's if it's that kind of anime if it's good dude it's i'm good gonna anime. i'm yeah. masturbating to cartoons so cartoons uh, can you, be sexy can't have i you, have you have you have you used like pornographic I, I, you know, there was a question on there like how's my three months without porn going yeah so there was a some, something about three months did you make it three months yeah you did mostly i watched a couple times <laughs> See, here's the thing. It doesn't count. No, 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 that's one thing. But if you if you went three months and then but there was like multiple times, then it's kind of like you went on the long I run and you porn, stopped three times. I watched porn like, well, probably, you don't know what it's like then to push through that. that I watched porn time. maybe three times. Okay. Do you feel like walking each time I told Becca too? Do you feel I oh, can't hold secrets? I so, can't lie. So did she want you? I'm not familiar with the situation. Did she want you to stop watching porn? She was she like you were watching too watching much. For, she's yeah, she's afraid that the porn was corrupting my brain. Was there was there um, evidence? Of corruption well we had to get to so the evidence was to be determined it was the challenge of like i disagree i do not think i did not think that well i still don't i don't i you know i her whole thing I'm was saying, like was there evidence it can't of not influence the way that i approach sex if i've been watching porn every single day since i was 12 years old every day you watch porn every day i masturbate to porn yeah. I mean, that makes sense, right? We're grown people. Who master, masturbates internet, to nothing. Dude. So you so, masturbate every single day to porn. For her, it was about how is it affecting my relationship with her? Mm. So how is me watching the way these guys have Even sex with porn with porn stars affecting my expectations of her in sex? So it's sex. a very classic problem, which is like the you it's bastardizing or it's ruining... Your it's view. influencing It's influencing me. adversely affecting your view of sex. And how you give attention to a woman in bed in sex. Got it. Yeah. So it's and so like, she's like, you should take a break. So the argument, the only way to prove the point, power dynamics again, was to prove her wrong by not watching porn for three months. And nothing changed. Well, it's debatable. How do you feel? For me, my approach to porn is still the same. But how do you feel after like, you said, okay, but doing it every day for, you know, 50, 20, almost 20 years at this point. But for the first time, you took a three-month break, kind of. How do you feel? Like, do you feel like, whoa, that was a crazy, or just like nothing really happened, kind of the same? I feel like, it's like, okay, yeah, I could live my life without watching porn. No, but, but you, there was no marked increase, better. There was nothing better that really so happened. So I was turned on by other things far more in my day. Like, I started finding, because I suddenly didn't just have this outlet. Sure. So there was like... It was like other finding other things to stimulate me. Do is like when you like you watch a twelve year old going through puberty, and all of a sudden they're like walking through the mall and they walk past Victoria's Secret, and you're just like, like your I gotta boner. go to the bathroom. Super oh, dude, fast. I remember that feeling. That was so me powerfully. not watching porn. Okay, so so it made you more sensitive to things. Okay, yeah. Got it. So th- there is that, but like I don't know. Dude, I thought about it. We did meet without a year. I fucking ate McDonald's on the way to your house. It was like, yeah, exactly. You're just kind of like, like, I was hungry. I didn't have dinner. I got two chicken sandwiches and a double double or a McDouble. Well, what it sounds like to me is you're not highly emotionally affected. No. So, so therefore porn wasn't wrecking you. Like it might wreck someone like her, maybe who is more emotionally affected by things like that. So for she, she's probably looking at you going, how is this not wrecking you? And you're kind of like, well, I'm not like, no. And I was also never someone in bed. Who's like, why don't you fucking do this? Like I see these girls doing, like I see, uh, you know, you know, Rebecca, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just, you say some name. Um, okay. I got it. That's interesting. That's cool. I mean, I think that, uh, that's an interesting comment on porn in general because 
porn is such a controversial topic for people. Let's go to the, let's take this left hand turn. Major left hand turn. Do you fold or crumple your toilet paper? Fold. If you crumple your toilet paper, you're an animal. You're a sociopath. Yes, 100%. You don't. It's literally like using your hand. You might as well just use your hand. Like you it's should. such a mess. What's what, the why point? would you do that? Yeah. You know, it's an, you know what it is? It's an anxiety move. I don't even know if you're like a sociopath. Sociopaths don't like give a shit about other people. That's right? actually true. You're sociopath like, probably folds. Yeah. <laughs> they probably like, crumple if actually you're the farthest thing from a sociopath. If you crumple, you're self-destructive. You're an anxious, you're an you anxious like don't mess. Even care about yourself. You're an yeah. anxious mess. You're, you're the someone who like th- then throws it on the floor. You're just crusty. And you also probably have like a crusty butthole from like all your poop rash. <laughs> from not no, being no, no, able no, no, to- no. See, I, I disagree. I think the crumpler uses a half a roll on their butt because here, here's why I think a folder is, is, is interested in how efficiency. do we wipe with the most efficiency, but not necessarily the most clean. Do you wipe I opposite think directions or do you just wipe one way always every time? back? I switch it up. I do a back, then a forward, then a back. You go forward to your balls. Sometimes because I'm like, I'm what pulling it all balls. Okay. Have you ever cleaned up something? Yes. So it's like if I spill something, <laughs> yes. I sweep it go, all, it yeah. all goes in this direction. Sure. sure. Just gonna keep it keeps going further away. I mean, so if you no, do it this it's going way, then you the switch cloth. it around. It's just like no, no, it goes on the clock. No, it doesn't. You ever wipe twice and there's still shit there? Yes. Yeah. So it's not all going on the clock. I would it's rather, around I, but I would rather wipe two more times instead of accidentally rubbing it into my balls. Dude, if we had, if we were, okay, so first off, if we could advertise those fucking bidets, oh, dude. natural segue right Here's into here. So, let's advertise the bidet. We, we have these bidets. Yeah. By Tushy. They're amazing. Ever since I got this bidet, the first time I hit with it, I was like, oh, this is too intense. <laughs> now, Bullseye now, every time. Now, anytime I go poo anywhere else, I'm literally like, this was the horrible experience. I feel dirty. It's, I'm so clean now. It's unbelievable. Do you carry wet wipes with you just in case? No, they don't I have never a do the wet wipe thing. Here's why I don't do the wet wipe thing because it's too much prep. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm never going to remember to have that shit with me. I and also, it's like, I got to wipe with the thing and then I got to do a normal thing to wet toys. I'm not wet. Mm-hmm. And then you also, you can't flush it. So you got to wrap it up in oh, toilet paper and see, then toss I, it in the I, waste The only bin. way I do it is if I could, it was like a flushable I'm wipe. I'm fucked, dude. I'll carry my wet wipes right in the bathroom. Let everyone know I'm no. going in here to do business. So you'll like be at a public restroom and have wet wipes? I'll be at the gym, dude. Oh, but that's your own gym. I'll go to the front desk where they're working, pull my packet of wet wipes out from under like where they're stored. Because this is you know, your we workplace. Buy I'm saying when you go to a public place, will you have it with you? Yeah. Put it in a backpack. Where? In a backpack. Put it in my tote bag. That. It's usually in my tote bag. I, think, I, I, I agree with it. If I they don't have a tushy. If you could be one age forever, what would it be? Well, you have the answer right got, now. You go answer. with your answer. Go we with your answer first. Earlier. Yeah, we did. 27. It's the best age ever. Here's why. See, I sort of agree with you. 27 is the best age. Here's why. 21, still figuring shit out. 25, no one respects you. Mm-hmm. You're 25. You're not, you're not a kid anymore, but you're also 25. 27 is perfect because you're not 30 yet. So anxiety so no, about turning 30 hasn't even caught on has 28 29 is when it hits also young people still like you mm-hmm. so like you're 23 24 year olds are still like oh you're you're one of us you're cool you're still one of us you're, you're cool you're a little older but you're not old mm-hmm. you can do everything so the car 25 the drinking at 21 everything else at 18 like you can do everything there's nothing that no longer restricts you 
you get like discounts if there's like young discounts for shit like oh you're a whatever young you know pre-30 whatever you still have your youth so you can still drink like a gallon of vodka and wake up in the next morning and go for a run yeah yeah, yeah. you can't right? you still feel like shit but you feel better after running the second you hit 30 everything changes your hangovers are brutal your back hurts like hangovers things are three days long it's unbelievable everything hurts more now i can do a workout and i'm sore for a week when i was 27 i could like do anything my fingers hurt yeah, uh, yeah exactly I can't bend my hand i can't yeah, make yeah, a yeah. fist with my hand like right my, now. my feet hurt and i'm like my foot did not hurt until the day i was 30 years old you know mm-hmm. so nothing hurts and also by 27 you've made some money you know you know some shit you're not an idiot you're not working at some restaurant like you are at 21 no offense to a restaurant i'm more just saying like you're not working some just hourly job that, like you had at 21 like you've maybe like worked on some things and kind of started your career 27 i i i just remember 27 it was fucking great going out all the time i was traveling all over the place i was making money it was just like sweet so that's kind of my like i think it's kind of like maybe the best age i like that countermate all or you just you disagree so for me i think it's personal to your life for me i think like 26 25 26 were yeah i think 26 go like eat like a month past my 26th birthday yeah maybe like right around oh my god what a sweet spot sweet because i was like i was uh i was a route setter so i had like the sickest job you could have in the climbing gym okay you were making climbs it was the closest thing to ever get route being setters, a professional that's someone, that's someone who creates the the, the trail or whatever create Sorry, the climbs. I'm an idiot. i don't know they create the climbs <laughs> in the gyms okay so it's like degree creative cool like oh what's what's this going to be today and it's like creating the the journey yeah it's Got like it. the closest thing you get paid to create rock climbs that's awesome and then do them with your friends yeah and test each other's rock climbs and criticize them so you literally pay play with power tools and you get paid to travel around anywhere you want to go just creating rock climbs full Sick. health insurance 401k all this shit we we're getting paid at least 20 like we were getting good money for what we were doing and then also like i was living in a house with all my best friends sick and like exactly like you said you you could do anything the night before and go to work dude be, like, I remember, totally I remember fine. just being like blackout drunk Life. at 2 a.m. and needing to get up at 8 and just like, wake up at 8 and like hop on a flight and just being like yeah i feel a little fuzzy dude there, there's this thing there too <laughs> there's no today, i'd be guilt. in the hospital there is no you were like i'm supposed to be doing this yeah. right now and like everyone like all the older people who are mad about me doing it are just fucking jealous that they didn't do enough of it mm-hmm. that like they just didn't live life to the full intensity that like we're yeah. doing Dude, right now 27 26 like you said, it's just we were living life pedal to the metal all the way amazing all the way literally invincible like you couldn't kill me no i would kill you and you were <laughs> looking for fucking adventure always everything was just about what are we doing tonight yeah 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 because any night could be an on night money was meaningless and especially any money you made just get rid of it because it's like let's just meant to be spent dude it's meant to be spent saving money comes later in life right now is about especially if you're with a group of single dudes there's also the thing of like tonight's the night you could meet the woman that changes your life forever sure there's always that sense of like when you're young and you're single at that point for me was never like the never the intention is never to be single it was just to be like 
you gotta go out and meet that girl single creates the opportunity oh my god dude the excitement of meeting somebody that you want to be excited about is such a fuel for just like create just fun shit to happen Mm -hmm. and to put you in the right mindset to go out of your comfort zone to like go to new places try new things Go like meet new people. Like, oh my God. Yeah, dude. It's the the best. Meeting new people out 2 a.m. Having the time of your life, dude. There's nothing like it. Right now, going to a party full of people I don't know. I'm just like, mm, because I don't need to meet somebody. I don't need like, I have somebody. And so. also you need to be up at seven with your two kids. I'm like, I don't <laughs> want a big meet. one for me. Yeah, but it's like, it is crazy. It's like when you, when you couldn't sleep in till 11 because you know, you've been up till six. Oh my dude, it's just like, whatever. Let's rip it, baby. Completely. Oh, dude. I have a bachelor party coming up. You, I'm now that guy where it's like, like, the, like just I'm, the bachelor party isn't for my fucking friend. <laughs> oh, you're going to a bachelor party. It's for me, dude. Right, right, right. This right. party, like, he's got to know, like, I'm going to give him a present and shit. I'll be like all like, like just you know, my I'm, own roommate. I don't care what you, what you're planned. I have my own. He's actually my roommate from the time we're talking about <laughs> where it's like, absolutely. We're in the text thread where I'm just like, I'm, well, I'm also very much an instigator yeah but i'm like we this is like whatever your plans are like you got to ramp it up dude it's so funny i'm I'm, maybe it's because i got two years on you with the kids or three years on you with the age of the kid at this point i'm the opposite i'm more like where is it mm -hmm. how far away is it well see i can't i know you're not asking (laughs) me for details but i can't talk about details because i feel like his wife his fiance at this point like she might might actually listen don't even bring it up but i'm more just I'm, i'm more just explaining like the the like pain now of like now if it was someone close to me it's different but if it's like someone even in the middle around i'm like okay where is it how long because the amount of time i'm gonna have to take away to do this means that i'm gonna have to make it back from work and kid and this whole thing so like what are we doing what's the plan you know what i mean because it's just like it's funny i'm in that like "Ah, do i really gotta go unless it's like someone really close if it was yours if it was like a buddy or whatever i was like okay cool but if anybody like outside of that a little bit where it's like we're kind of friends i'm calling it oh i would be like to becca Becca would becca would think that we were like the closest friends yeah because you you juiced it up you're like oh i love him she's like i've never even heard him no but we're like actually super super close like you (laughs) say it's like one of those friends it's like like that you know this just like you don't ever talk about them but like you have no idea how well this person like like, sorry i'm going i'm going it's gonna i'm going you know (laughs) no i'm like dude sorry i totally didn't see this I'm literally so like, let's just like where I'm at with this. Like I'm scared of me at this. Oh, right. Cause you're just like, I might do some horrible shit here. I oh, might I'm, go terif- crazy. I'm like utterly excited and completely terrified of what's going to, we're talking about jet skis. Yeah. Good time. <laughs> Love someone that. said the term, someone said the term moderately and I fired back copious. <laughs> right, right, right. You're loving the group text. These days there's with group no, text, I'm just like, oh, it's too much work. There's no like there's sort of like the there's someone's trying to referee and, and moderate of like And oh, you're like, like stop being an talk about responsible. Wuss. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh I thought excuse me. I thought we were going to a bachelor party. Yeah, right, right, right. I had no idea. Oh, it's just another Saturday. Okay, for you, yeah, it's just another Saturday for you. Yeah, because you've had 17 of these this month. I've had none of these. Yeah. Let me live my life. Exactly. Okay, let's let's go into some quick... um, I don't set alarms anymore, dude. It doesn't matter what time I have to be up. I don't need the fucking alarm. Oh, your kid's there. Up at 6, 545. Your kid's going... And you're like, there's my alarm. (laughs) What does she say in the morning? Oh... Ember does the weirdest thing in the world. 
Go. You ready for this? Ember doesn't. Ember does this. And I'm like, that's what she does. She doesn't go, Daddy, Mom. She doesn't do that. She goes, Daddy, da 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 And so the other day, she's been doing this for years, by the way. This weird cadence. And you know when you get used to something that's normal to you, but when you really think about it, if anyone else heard it, you're like, dude, what's going on? Yeah. So we were talking to Ember and she, she brought it up to us. <laughs> she goes, do you know why I call you the way I call you? And I go, what do you mean? She goes, you know why I go like this? And I was like, holy shit. You're you, aware. I was like, I never even thought about the fact that how crazy that is. And yeah. why do you do that? No one does that. And she goes, because I think you pay attention more to it when you, when I wake up, because if I just yell mommy, you might not hear me. So probably what happened was sometime in the last five years, she did the classic mommy, mommy. And we, maybe we didn't hear it or there was some moment we didn't hear it. Maybe we were like walking to the bathroom. We knew there was something. And so she changed her cadence to this weird like mommy, mama, mommy. And then we heard it. So where for now on, she thinks that like is better. So she does this weird. She, she never like if, if I'm across the lawn and she wants to get my attention, she just she doesn't do that. Only when she wakes up in the morning, daddy, 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 daddy. It's like this weird cadence, dude. And she's like, she's like, yeah, that's my cadence. That's what I do in the mornings. I was like, okay. Oh my god, it's the weirdest shit ever. What does yours do? Uh, so Ruth goes, <laughs> yeah, like fake cry. <laughs> like I'm, I'm hurt, <laughs> mommy. <laughs> and you go and she's smiling. Dad! And if no one comes in, she goes, mommy, pee pee. And then literally I pee. drop kick the door in. I'm like, let's go. Cause you and don't I'm, want pee out. You don't want to soak <laughs> through the mattress. The amount of times I've gone <laughs> stumbling into her room where I think I'm walking straight and I just shoulder the door frame oh. and I just like spill in. I'm like, you got to pee. You got to pee. She's like, yeah. And I'm just like, boom, instantly like, okay, we're on the toilet go into our room, shoulder the other side of the right, door. And you're just so, like, you're half aware. Literally toss her at Becca and drop onto the bed. And you hear like our old bed frame had just like cracks. Cause she's like, you don't sit down. I just drop. Yeah. yeah you don't full body full weight, body, weight like, body slam. Boom. Like they're not meant for that. Right. No, 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 definitely not. Especially no. if they're older and they're like vintage or something. Just, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Let's get into a couple super quick, um, personal ones. It's just weird. I mean, it makes no sense. No, it's the strangest thing. No, well, that's the thing. It's like so we, you know, when we'll spend the night at my mother-in-law's or like my sister's or something, they'll just be like, "What is she saying?" Because it's to us, it's so normal. But to them, they're like, "What the fuck is going on?" He's like, "Daddy." <laughs> and we're like yeah i'm just getting up would well, you remember when we woke up at jess's parents house it was the first time i met ember yeah we slept there at night yeah, she was already yeah, in bed yeah, yeah, the yeah, first yeah. time i woke up i come out ember's in a fedora <laughs> and like uh her underwear oh yeah she'll come out in a full gown drinking drinking milk and it was like hey she's like just staring at me <laughs> and you were like 
Ember, this is Grayston. Like this is this is this is Baby Ruth's dad. Because yeah, at right, this point, right. she knew she sweet knew Baby ba- Ruth. She knew sweet Baby sweet Ruth. Baby Ruth. And it was like where this came from. It's literally where Sweet Baby Ruth came from is Ember. <laughs> and she goes, you go, oh, this is this is Sweet Baby Ruth's dad. And she goes, I'm drinking milkies. Yeah. <laughs> like, ha ha. <laughs> I was like, sick, dude. Yeah. She's Honorable. like, you're probably jealous. Dude, yeah, you have you literally, yeah, she is two kids in one. Yeah, hundred percent. She's multiple, multiple We still people. joke about that. We do I, all the time. I'm drinking milk. Yeah, like what are you gonna do about it? The Loser. unforgettable first impression. She's she's got her mom's ticket though, dude. Everyone loves Ember. Everyone loves Ember. Everyone loves Ember. Um, okay, couple personals. So we already talked about one of your personals. Um, I'll start with mine. What exactly does Evan do for work? This is a good question. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone is always like, what the hell do you do? <laughs> this is a great question. Okay. So I've always been this person. I've always been the like seven job guy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wish I wasn't. I wish it was. I wish my life was simpler. I do this to myself. I create nine jobs. Mm-hmm. And I've just always been this person. My dad's always been this way. Like we're just super into a million different things and it cause it's more, it's more pain than anything, but okay. So, f- um, I'm a musical director mm-hmm. for artists. So I, um, work with artists and build bands for them and then help them build out their live shows and then, um, you know, create the whole live show for an artist and then send them on tour. So I do that. I'm also a producer and a songwriter. So I do a lot of, um, songwriting and, producing for artists as well as like commercial music and um, stuff like that. And then I also, uh, what else do you, I, I produce podcasts too now. So I produce chatty broads. I produce a couple other podcasts. Um, I am a amateur investor. Mm-hmm. So it, in, which, which means I invest my own money. Um, I love it. It's just something, it's like a, it's like a hobby of mine that makes me money. So I, yeah, but how's that. it going? It's going good. Okay, good. Yeah. I had the best year of my life there this you go. last year. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's just something fun I do that makes me money. So I consider that somewhat of a job. Um, and then I am a mediocre golfer. Um, those are, that's not my job, but that's what I like to do. Um, but yeah, so that's what I do. I do like five things instead of one. I wish, I wish it was simpler. I wish I just did one, but my brain doesn't let me do that. So, uh, I spread myself thin over those things. Um, question for you, dude, what was it like growing up? with celebrities because your dad was in the industry of mm. making movies or TV mainly? Um, TV. 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 So you, were, you come from like celebrity world, kind of Hollywood royalty. Like grew up. So your dad was in that world hardcore. Yeah. So what so, was it like kind of growing up amongst a bunch of celebrities and rich people and like, you know, I'm mean, obviously it's normalized to you, but it is a very unique upbringing when you think about like most when people. you're kids like we didn't think about it at all mm-hmm. because the other thing was like i grew up where i grew up my the like the majority of the kids i was very close friends with yeah their parents were all like they didn't just work in the industry they were like top notch right they were like it was like, whatever the fuck happened, like the basketball team I got put on, whoever I became friends with, it was like, happened to fall in where it was like, so-and-so's mom is the lead on, at that point in time, the biggest show, the most successful show right. in whatever. So-and-so's dad. So you got to see is, behind the curtains of some crazy stuff and some weird it lifestyles. It was basically like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like 
in elementary school, like typical, typical, like weekend fun thing or like a weeknight fun thing was like, let's go visit your parents on set. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you know, have that That's person's how have that person's nanny or our favorite was Danny the Manny. Love have that. Danny drive us to, you know, wherever the fuck because yeah. you got to go spend time with your mom and look for a golf cart to steal. Wow. Steal some executives or whoever from fucking page. Someone was pissed that we had their golf cart or an electric scooter. Like electric go-peds were really big on the sets and just go fucking terrorize Warner Brothers. Oh my God. That's like amazing. Paramount or just like wherever we were, like there was at those times too, dude, they would throw crazy money behind these like big carnivals. So they'd have like the season wrap and you'd go it's like a rap party. That's just yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah. So you'd go onto like the Warner brothers lot and they would shut down the entire neighborhood that like Gilmore girls is set in. And you'd see like all these famous movie houses and they'd have the houses open and you just go inside the fucking houses and like do whatever you want. And they'd have Ferris wheels and, crazy fairs everything's free like fucking everyone is there you know like these crazy festivals and you just i don't know we didn't think anything about it like we would go you obviously we'd go to universal studios not for a party and they'd close it down for you not no not the theme side to like actual onset universal studios right right and like um go into like the jungle storage warehouse and wow. just like slide open a just fucking slide open like some Jude warehouse Jumanji door. stuff <laughs> get fucking like yelled at by someone and be like who the fuck are you like what are you doing here and you'd be like oh like my fucking like so and so's mom like did it like we're just like did it and they'd be like, like my dad wrote the show that's oh well, there was here. a couple times did you drop like, that a couple times yes kind of like a my dad is my dad is the guy who's no, there was this. a point where it was like once the first time you got in trouble and you shit your fucking pants and they're like, where are you? Be like, My dad works here. And they're like, who's your dad? And you're like, so-and-so. And they're like, oh, okay, fine. You can just, and just get like, out of here. They're like, okay, like, like, what do you guys want to do? And then it was like, wait, what? Like we're not in trouble because Hollywood's also like, I grew up having my dad having conversations like insane, like angry like literally um entourage type of like ari gold having his conversations where he's like you fucking yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, that's like normal so i don't know like that was okay so to to basically to us it was 100 percent normal of course of course so normalized but the other side was like um i mean you just got used i don't know it's not like there's like a depressing side but like these people are just fucking people. Yeah. And then you also become hyper aware of like the price at a certain point. Sure. Especially then like this was pre-social media. Paparazzi was like an actual thing. It was a real thing. It was like the only way that you got footage or knowledge of a celebrity doing something was, was like just a being snap. around them. Yeah, totally. Dude, that's so crazy. That must have been wild. And you quickly find out the last thing someone wants to talk about is what they get paid to do yeah or to be like that's actually sure. who i am because that's the job who they are is like this totally other person who they are is mom and dad yeah who they are is like these other people and so that was also a thing that was actually very helpful growing up was yeah. like meeting somebody and being like who the fuck cares yeah so like later like when i got opportunities like working with like personal training stuff is like come across like teaching so-and-so rock climb it's like cool easy whatever like sure. what do you want to work on right it normalizes that stuff. normalizes that entire industry in that world the opportunity associated with it i mean we all every single one of us who witnessed our parents working in that industry 
all wanted to be in that industry. Got it. Every single person I know, like it, they, we all tried. Very few of us are actually, I've tried. I wanted to be in it. I it didn't, was not in the cards for me. Yeah. Um, you know, what's so crazy about this? And I was thinking about when you were talking about it, how, how, how much like whatever life you're in becomes what your vision is of life. Yeah. Right. So it's like everything you're talking about is so foreign to me as a kid. It's funny. I grew up probably an hour away from you. I was in Long Beach and like, you know, central slash, you know, cherry kind of like in the hood of Long Beach. And I remember my parents literally just being like, get out of here for the day and uh, I'll see you at night and uh, dodge the child molester who lives right here. And don't go over to that house right there because that is a, um, that is a, uh, a, like another crack house. Stay with those three houses. Those are kind of a normal people, but I know that dude's brother might touch you. So just don't go over there. Like it was like, my world was like, okay, I found a pizza on the ground. Should we eat it? And it's so funny because it's like, hearing you being like i talked to this celebrity and he's like talking i'm going like oh my god like it must have been so rad to have like the the mystical world of celebrity be demystified and boiled down to this tiny little nutshell of like oh okay here's how you get to there here's how you get to there here's the get because from someone who doesn't grow up near that and had no idea what that was like it was such a far off thing to where it just it wasn't even possible to get there you know what i mean but for you living in it you realize how small and basic it is and if you have the right go how to it's like you can get there but from someone who grew up far away from it it, it, it might as well be narnia which yeah. is so crazy where it's like you are such a victim of like your sur- surroundings or or uh you know whatever it would be it's yeah. just so interesting because it's like you're talking about it like it's so normalized like we we're on this when you're on the set of you know um Universal Studios, and we see all these planes, all fake planes, and all the crashing, all the cool stuff, and being just like, yeah, it's just like a work set for people. But if I would have seen it, I would have been like, where are we're on Mars? You totally. know what I mean? And it's just like so crazy how like to boil this all back to like being a parent. It's like if you present your kids with ideas and and kind of like give them limitless thoughts, you can really help them. And if you shrink their world down to this like fearful little thing, like you can really fuck up. No, their we'd be like, view. we'd be like having you know, doing whatever the fuck little kids do in someone's house and like, uh, run downstairs chasing each other. be like running around in your underwear with like foam swords and Nerf guns and just like tackle someone into the living room and just beat the shit out of them. And like all of you come tackle and their friend's dad's like in a meeting with like, with like the head of universal (laughs) or like someone you recognize. And then they're like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like my fucking idiot ass kid and his friends or whatever. Oh and yeah, like, like, like yeah, like like you know, Larry you guys, David just like, walked in. Sit like, here, sorry. Sit here, introduce, be like, hey Larry, and then just be like, go on, be like, we're gonna go outside and be like, hey. And then or like, see, Larry was my uncle who just got out of jail for heroin. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, hey buddy, you got no. any snacks? <laughs> no, no, these dudes were like, like it's kind of hilarious when you think back. But again, it was like it was. I mean, it's for me, it's like, of course you realize it, but like Becca is constantly like, it's highly uncomfortable to listen to you talk about like your childhood because it's so foreign to most people. Yeah. 
it's like a weird. I, it's, I don't know, dude. I love I grew hearing up, about so, it. It's the dopest thing ever. I could hear you talk all day I, about it because it's so cool. I'm like, dude, on, um, you you have a, such a unique perspective. It's like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people did not have that. So it's like such a cool thing to hear about. We just, I, I don't know. It's like we grew up in the north part of Santa Monica. Like friends had houses on the Riviera. Friends had like estate Incredible. homes up there. Almost every single person I knew growing up had a pool and a guest house. <laughs> that was like, that was normal. That was normal. That. Those were our high school. That was like, you know, and Santa Monica is a small town. So yeah. it was also like, we also grew up like, I would leave my house, hop on a bike, go into the neighborhood, find other kids on bikes, yeah. scooters, and just like get into whatever the fuck we wanted. Super cool. And we could kind of do whatever we wanted because we were in Santa Monica. Right. It's super safe. It's super like, safe. it's kind of like and worst case scenario. And if we wanted to go do something, you literally like call up your mom, be like, I'm like, can I, whatever. Or you'd call, I mean, this was the side that I was going to get to is like when your friend's parents work in the industry, like my dad, when he had a show on the air, Worked 16 hours a day, six oh, days a week. Nonstop. Never saw him. See my dad once a week. Right. So when you have friends whose both parents work there, their parents aren't Which home. Which is most of them probably because yep. like to, to achieve that type of success, usually you need like all hands on deck. So their parents Killer. aren't home. So you go to so the big ass house, no one's parents are home, but you have nannies. You or have na unlimited resource and unlimited no, resource. Uh, and no uh, like caretaker. Do whatever you want. Be like, where do you want to go for lunch? Be like, I want to go to fucking wherever. And like, wanna I want to go see this movie. Like <laughs> Literally, there was a point we went to all you can eat sushi spot. And that was like all we could ever ask for. It was like, yeah, we want to go do this. And be like, you know, unlimited credit card, taking just, eight kids out to dinner at some place, which is like, and none yeah. of us think fucking anything about, about money it. or anything like that. No, and then my you dad used to make age. fun of me because we'd go out to eat once every like six months, and he'd go, "Oh, big spender," because I'd want the club sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> he'd always call me the big spender of the family because I wanted the club sandwich and that was the most expensive thing in the family whenever we'd eat because it was like ten ninety nine. he'd be like oh big spender Evan and I'd right? be like god damn it dad it's it's a sandwich but like it's cool but it also sets you up not to like oh there's a side of it, whatever but it also sets you up as like this existential crisis I, I could imagine so of like okay so like where do I like holy shit like once it hits you like the magnitude of it all there's like how in the world am i ever gonna like measure up yeah totally understand that do anything on this like to be able to do this to provide and then it's like i, I don't know there's yeah i mean i wouldn't trade it but it was like well i, mean, I don't know like everything has its everything has its ups and its downs everything has its you know it depends what you make of it i'll you just know say I mean? it's not nearly as fucking cool to me as it is to you of course. My dad is way fucking cooler to everybody else than he is to me. Because he's just your fucking dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, dad, and you were there a, when the fight broke out or when the bad like thing he's happened. He's a writer. Or, right. Big I deal. Know, he sits in his office and fucking plays on his keyboard. Right. Right. Who cares? Right. I play with my keyboard too. Right. You right. know? <laughs> Every day. Every but I just took three day. months off. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh... I'm trying. I think that's. I think that's good. We've been at it for a while we now. Have, I think. We I think have. we could let it go. Um, but that's a little bit about us. Yeah. Our upbringing, our lives, sex. You know, broads, the the ladies, the whole thing. There's a lot more to talk about. We we literally touched on like eight questions, mm -hmm. and 
there was 200 of them so there's so much more shit to talk about we will get into it we'll have sp- more specific convos too we this was like the general get to know us situation it I really think, is i think a lot of you guys don't know much about us so i think it was important just to get us to enter it was like an inter- introducing it was a it was a handshake conversation this is a family affair this is a family here. affair now so we're going to get into more um as we continue on with the bachelor and the bachelorette and paradise and all that good stuff we'll be having conversations about sex we'll have guests We'll have friends come on. We'll have people. It'll be awesome. So I'm looking forward to it. For guests, I wanted to get Obama. I'm not gonna pull this. That's real grass, by the way. Um, I really want to get Tyler. I want to get Obama on. Talk to him. I think we should get the royal family on to kind of deal with some of the. You want to get Obama and who's his podcast with? Um, Lemmy Letterman would be good. Letterman would be cool. It'd be shaves, but no, um, I want the beard. You want the beard. What's his name? He's a minor pop star. He's a you're the music guy. Who's is um you know the New Jersey, the biggest thing ever to come out of New Jersey? Springsteen. Yeah. Oh, they Obama's a podcast got together? a podcast. With Springsteen. Let's get Springsteen on. So just we're gonna shoot. We'll we're gonna shoot to low. Him. Yeah. You know, world leader. We'll start with world leaders, um, and we'll move up from there. Yeah. So we'll see what we can get. What's and up if, from world leader? Uh, or uh, you know, inter intergalactic leaders. Cool. The Elon Musk's. You know, the Bezos. Mr. Musk. Um, but anyway, love y'all. I'm excited for our year to come because I think we're going to do big things. It's going to be sweet. We are. We have a lot in store for you guys. And we honestly, do. you are more in the driver's seat than we are. 100%. So if there are things you want us to talk about, if there's topics you want us to talk about, if there's things you want us to watch and then be able to like expand upon our experience watching those things with Keep you guys. Keep sending in. Yeah. Like we have so much fun doing this and we like when you guys do most of the work for us and just tell us what we should talk about yeah it is really fun it's really fun to engage (laughs) it is we love y'all uh we'll see you in a couple weeks yes chat soon bye